Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's p-o-d-b-e-a-n dot brands. AEW successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off the Script. This 
is your AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. December 15th, 2021 review. I am JD from New York, joined by my very good friend, as always, on Wednesday nights. Jesse, what is going on, man? Not much, brother. How you feel, man? I am a little bit under the weather, bro. I'm a yeah, little COVID. bit. Under- it's okay. It's all right. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I got. I'd be, uh, I wouldn't be on the show if that was the case. Hey, well, well, what are you going to do? Spread it to us over the internet, bro? What, what well, you- well, depending on who you talk to, I am the COVID of the IWC. Oh, well, it's okay. You fully vexed, right? Yeah. All good. There you go. Let's go. Let me go. Listen, man, we had a uh, a tremendous show tonight that was spearheaded by Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. It is uh, it is seemingly dividing the audience because of the outcome, and I don't really understand why. My first my first thought would be you, you just got a sixty minute match from your AEW World Champion. And Brian Danielson and the AW title looks so much better. I mean, it looked great going in. It looks so much better, so much more prestigious coming out of this match with the 60-minute draw that we saw tonight. I mean, let's get right into it. What did you think of the match? And is the outcome as bad? I don't think it is. I think it's absolutely perfect. Is the outcome as bad as everybody is making it out to be? No. And to be honest, I'm kind of tired of arguing this point because, I mean, let's be realistic here. Uh, What percentage of matches do we actually end up seeing that wind up in a draw? If I had to guess at it, I would say somewhere around less than 2%. Uh, Just just to add to that, I'm not going to cut you off. I just want to say five matches in AEW history have went to a time limit draw. Two of them have been with Brian Danielson. Look at that! See, and that, and that's what I mean. I mean, and uh, I mean, out of out of how many matches? Two and a half years. Guys, I mean, come on, man. I mean, everything is not always going to be you know win or lose. And if we got to deal with how many was there? Five. Five time limit draws in two and a half years of AEW's history. That's 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 ridiculous, man. Why are people complaining about shit like that? They have nothing else to complain about. I mean, uh, these are Jesse. These are the same people that I, I don't see complaining. I mean, I, I, it seems like I'm the only one spearheading the fucking complaint on when on on Monday and Friday championship contender matches. I mean, if if this match proved anything tonight, it's the fact that you got two of the best pro pro wrestlers on the planet wrestling in a 60 minute match. The AW title is the most prestigious title in the entire industry. Brian Danielson. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think everybody kind of knows he's one of the best of all time. If tonight didn't prove that to you, I, I don't know what will. And then the fact that we are looking at a situation where the bottom line is wins and losses do matter. Momentum does matter. A character on TV or a pro wrestler losing on television. It is it might not be to these people, but to me, it's detrimental to somebody's momentum and build. You can't have champions losing non-title matches. You can't have guys like Brian Danielson who you are treating special and for a bigger deal somewhere down the line. There are major plans for Brian. Why would you ever go into a match like this? And Jesse, the one point that people are saying, well, if you can't come up with a true winner, then why book the match? I didn't know you guys miss Bruce Pritchard that much. I mean, is this Monday night? Hey, I mean... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't Yo, know this guy, this guy's speechless. Days, this guy's you know, speechless I, over here. 
They don't get it. They they just they don't they don't get it. I don't know if they just don't get it or if they're just just used to and brainwashed by WWE booking. Now, at the core of it, I get it. Nobody's gonna sit down and jump for joy and cheer and mark out for a time limit draw. For that, I understand. But at the end of the day, this is not the kind of match where you look back at it and say, oh, that's bullshit because we didn't get, you know, a definitive ending. You kind of stand up and give these guys a round of applause for the 60 minute fucking Broadway they just gave you on on TV and appreciate what they did and just be known that it's a free match on TV. It's not a pay-per-view. And Jesse, if it was so long and 60 minutes was so long to these people, why did everybody in Garland, Texas chant five more minutes if it was so terrible? Five more minutes. The match was long. There's no dispute in that, but it's not about if the match is long, it's bad. It's about if it's a long match, it better be an entertaining match. Now, are any of these people going to say that the match was long and unentertaining? No. Because that's that's an argument I'll be willing to hear. And if they try to say that, I'll call them an idiot. But, I mean, if it's 60 minutes and boring, I'm all for it. You know, get that trash out of here. But it was 60 minutes and worth every minute of it. So, no complaints from me, from me about that. What is what is the thing that I say in the intro to the show every every night? Long-term booking. Brian Danielson like, cannot lose. What are you drinking? Brian, Brian Danielson <laughs> cannot lose, okay? Adam Hangman Page... He cannot lose. This is not WWE, okay? Your world champion is not going to lose his first title match after winning it from Kenny Omega a month ago and not having a match in between, okay? Number one, Brian Danielson. I don't know if you guys realize this, but Brian Danielson is special. This is not Brian Danielson in WWE, okay? Tony Khan appreciates what this man, what this man is bringing to the table, and there are long-term plans for Brian Danielson. That's why he is un defeated right now and the only man in aw history to have two time limit draws and rightfully so and the thing with all of this jesse is long-term booking comes into play and we're either getting this match one of two places battle of the belts for the rematch or revolution Uh, it may be battle of the belts because it uh actually i don't don't know from what i read that battle of the belts is going to be one hour so i mean if it goes on that show I don't know if it's going to be as good as it was tonight. Maybe they save it for the pay-per-view, but it's going to be one of those two shows. But the at the end of the day, it's long-term booking, and whatever they did tonight was pretty much the coming attraction. It's going to get everybody involved to watch that match again. Whoever watched this match tonight is going to pay front-row seats to watch these two guys go at it again. It is long-term booking at the end of the day. Right. Um, everybody needs to kind of look at it like this. Um, how often do we see rematches in WWE? Every week. Like, every week. Now, how many times of these rematches? Now, here's the legitimate question here. I was just trolling on the first question. Here's the real question. Out of those rematches, how many times have we sat at home and said, why are they having a rematch? How? It, 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 let me rephrase it. How do, how do they earn a rematch? How do they get this match again? How are they getting another title match? It doesn't make any sense. They lost three times in a row and they get another title match. Well, we're going to get a rematch for for Paige and, and Brian, but it's legitimate. Yeah. There's a reason for it because there was a draw. There was no winner. There was no fucking refinish. We just had two wrestlers on their best day and it was a draw. So we'll redo it. So when you want to ask the question, well, why does Brian get another match? 
because there was no winner and there was no loser. So they're going to do it again and try to come to a definitive winner or loser. So there was a legitimate call for a rematch now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel, you know, a lot of people don't appreciate the time limit draw. I, I feel like people don't appreciate the gimmick that is the time limit or 30-minute time limit, not even a 15-minute time limit, uh, you know, whatever. Time limits and matches, to me, I feel like have a place in professional wrestling, and I do think that WWE could utilize something like that so where their talent and their champions or their contenders maintain momentum, maintain that consistency, and, and look strong uh, moving on forward and what in whatever storylines or, or stories they're telling on TV. You know, we're, we're watching a real professional wrestling show where, you know, it, it's really what it should be. Wins and losses do matter. Yes, it's a scripted program. Yes, the outcomes are predetermined. But putting that aside, I, I want people on my TV to matter. And when people matter on my TV and when Tony Khan handles his talent the way he does, it makes you more inclined to have interest in in the match, and want to watch the match. How many matches on WWE TV can you genuinely say are interesting or you have interest in? Look at what we got on Monday night. Every single fucking babyface lost on Monday Night Raw. Your WWE champion, your top contenders in the day one WWE title match all lost to Bobby Lashley just so that they could tell the story about him getting into that match. Is that necessary? Why am I going to cheer for Biggie? Why am I going to root for Seth Rollins? Why am I going to go for Kevin Owens in that match when Bobby Lashley decimated the entire contender field in that main event? This is what people don't understand. If WWE adopted some of the ideas that pro wrestling has and has had for a long time, maybe their shows would be a lot better. All right, slow down. We got a bomb in the chat. Yes, I see that. I, I see. We're going to get to it. I mean, we're, we're having no, a dis- no. we're having a discussion here. No, we stopped the show for a $100 bomb. This guy's fucking, fucking telling me how to do my show now. Stop the fucking show. Eric Barron Jr. with a $100 super chat. Been listening to you guys for years. You do great work, especially with Jesse on Wednesdays. Love that match and the ending because exactly what you said. Both look strong. Keep up the great work, guys. Eric Barron Jr., thank you for the $100 super chat. Eric Barron knows what's up, Jesse. Long-term booking. That's right. So, yeah, on top of everything that I just said, I mean, look at some of the ways that WWE does their things. Look at AEW. Look at Monday Night Raw as the best example, recent example I could use. Your WWE champion lost on national television or a non-title match. That's not the first time that's happened. I mean, come on, people. That's what you're, that's what you're complaining about tonight, a 60-minute fucking draw between two great wrestlers, but nobody complained about shit that I saw on Monday Night Raw. Come on. Yeah. It's 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 like you know I I, I forget who said it. I want to say maybe it was Sean Spears or um maybe even Sean Spears but a while back right when he got released you know it, it's 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 a make believe you know game but what it's all about is it, it's all about credibility it's all about credibility because at the end of the day we all know what kind of what kind of sport we're in we all know what the ins and outs are and. We just want to be entertained. Now, we're not going to be entertained if you're feeding us a match where the two where the opponents is it's not a credible matchup. It's not about the size. It's not about the the look or this that. But it, it's got to be credible. Daniel Bryan is one of the smallest guys in the business, and you can put him in with a big guy, and the match would still look credible because Daniel Bryan is a pre Daniel Bryan Bryan is a premier wrestler. 
So you put him in the ring with anybody and right away, instantly, he can probably win that match. No matter who it is, the likelihood is he could win it. But if you put him in the ring and he hasn't won shit or he constantly loses here and there, well, we might love Brian, but there's no credibility there because he's constantly losing. So he stays strong here. He still looks like a championship contender. The guy's been on a tirade over the last few weeks. He is the best heel in the company right now. You know, you know what I, you know what I find funny. The people that came to me tonight and, and told me if there was no clear cut winner, why book the match? Brian Danielson won a fucking tournament where he beat Miro in the finals. He beat Eddie Kingston in what was probably one of AEW's best matches all year. He he ran through all of the Dark Order because they all are associated with Adam Hangman Page in some way. I, I mean, everything that they did with this story, and people are still telling me, and, and the way Brian got his number one contendership, people are still telling me why book the match. Brian earned his way into the fucking match. What the what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like seriously, do you people even think before you come and attack me for my wrestling takes? I mean, this is not some bullshit WWE storyline, folks. When you watch AEW programming, I'm telling you this right now. You better put that fucking Bruce logic to rest, okay? This is not entertainment, sports entertainment. This is professional wrestling. Things are done right here for the most part. Give me a break. Nobody's perfect. And, and that's that's something else to look at, too. You know, if you watch a show, an AEW show, and at the end of it, there's something you don't like, it's okay. It's okay, because it's the thing. You're not going to get a perfect show. You're not going to get a show where you liked everything. As long as you didn't sit there for three hours, bored out of your minds, scratching your head, trying to figure out why this is happening, why that is happening. If you're not doing that... It's okay to not like this aspect of the show. There's not a reason to shit on the whole show or the whole product. Just say, hey, decent show. Not what I expected. Could have been better to me, but overall, it was not a bad wrestling show. And that's the case. I mean, everybody's not going to be happy, but it doesn't mean it was a bad show. No, it wasn't a bad show at all. I mean, we got a 60-minute fucking possible match of the year tonight. Like, how could you ever claim this show was a bad show? Was uh, Was it something that... In comparison to the last year's Winter is Coming was better? I don't I don't know. I mean, that show had a lot to like. This show had shit to like as well. They were both completely different shows. One was in pretty much an empty fucking uh, arena. Tonight we got 10,000 plus right outside Dallas, Texas. I mean, and Tony Khan, you know, he, he has already stated that he's got surprises coming. We got a major match next week, six-man tag. We got the debut of Brody King coming. That was who Malachi Black was talking about in his promo tonight. And we'll go over that because it's actually been confirmed that Brody King from Ring of Honor has signed with AEW. And he's going to have major, major debuts, whether that means Wyndham, whether that means Ember Moon, Tegan Knox, whether that means Keith Lee, a possible Karrion Cross. You know, there's a lot to get excited about. And it's going to be a couple of guys. Yeah, a couple of guys out there. You know, everybody's harping on, uh, on Kevin Owens. You know, not no. uh, not joining AEW. I guess we should get into that being that uh, it was it's a nice segue. Kevin Owens, Jesse signed a uh, new WWE contract extension. I know a lot of people wanted to see Mount Rushmore back in AEW. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it was said that people in AEW, management in AEW or uh, people in AEW said that, you know, AEW just didn't want to match WWE's offer to Kevin Owens. It, it, you know, I, I honestly can't blame them. I mean, if Kevin Owens is is being offered all this type of money from WWE, 
it's probably best for him to take that instead of go to AEW and be floating around, not really doing much of anything and be sporadically placed on TV. Yeah, he'd be with his friends, but he's in a WWE title program right now. He's at the top of the card on Monday Night Raw. That really is not saying much, but at the end of the day, he made a family decision. You can't fault him for that. Hopefully, and this is what I pray, hopefully he has some creative freedom. Hopefully they treat him good creatively, but at the end of the day, he made himself and his family happy. We can't fault him with that. No, you can't. And I'm kind of torn with this one because I don't know whether to stop the show or not because it's not a $100 bomb. It's another $100 bomb. No, it's not a $100 bomb. It's a $99.99 bomb. It's close enough. Nah, fine. Stop the show. Carmella Diaz. Why is Al Snow saying AEW is ruining Brian Danielson? Because Al Snow needs social media attention. Moving on. Al Snow is an unintelligent fucking idiot. That's why. (laughs) Thank you, Carmella Diaz, with the $100 super chat. Okay, the comments of JD are of JD alone and not the comments of me, Shotown Smart, or anybody in my family. <laughs> Don't block me, Al Snow. Okay. Kevin Owens, bro, he made a family decision. Uh, I mean, the inner the inner fan in me is uh, is a little disappointed because we know what uh, we know what's coming for Kevin Owens. You know, uh, we, we know that he's going to probably be treated great for the first six months of this contract, and then WWE is just going to take him for granted. You know. But he made a family decision. You can't fault him for that. No, I mean, Kevin Owens knows this business. He knows his worth in this business. He knows what he'll be doing if he stays. He knows what he'll be doing if he comes over to AEW. He knows it's a crowded field here. He knows all of that stuff. He knows that there is time. And if he can get a big payday from WWE while while a lot of talent are trying to get out and everything else... Maybe this is a way for Kevin Owens to get treated better. Maybe WWE is trying to make a point to say, hey, here's one of your indie darlings. We're going to treat this one right. We're going to pay him. We're going to showcase him. We're going to give him freedoms. And we'll see how it goes. You know, maybe it's a turnaround signing or maybe it's more the same. We don't know, but I do have a lot of trust in Kevin Owens and what he decides to do. So I'm sure he sees something that we do not see right now. Is it is it something where WWE is going to learn their lesson and treat Kevin Owens better? I mean, as history has shown us, probably not. Uh, I'm afraid for what uh, Kevin Owens is going to go through after one year, two years. I don't know how long this contract is. I hope it's not five years. I hope it's uh, a two-year, three-year extension at most. But the thing is, Jesse, uh, another important aspect of this signing for Kevin Owens, this potentially could keep Sami Zayn on board this potentially could keep guys like Ricochet on board, all of those other indie darlings that I said if Kevin Owens walked, it would be like him setting off a string of, and no pun intended, dynamite. If he left, it would probably be uh, a lot for those guys to say, you know what, if he left, I'm I'm, I'm also going to you know show myself the exit as well. Kevin Owens staying probably kept Sami Zayn and, and others like him, those indie darlings, with WWE. Yeah, I don't know about all of that because... All these other guys are struggling to find anything of interest in creative or TV time altogether. Um, we all know that Kevin Owens should be used in a you know in a in a more productive way, but at the end of the day, Kevin Owens is being utilized. All right, he's on TV. He's he he's not a jobber. 
Um, we don't agree with all this booking, but Kevin Owens is is in, in the upper main event picture. So um, if as long as it continues to stay that way, then I'm sure KO will be fine with it. I mean, I'm also sure that he made arrangements to try to protect himself from what we know could be coming. So let's see how that all plays out. I mean, I, 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 by no means do I think Kevin Owens is stupid. I know he's smart. I know he knows what's in front of him at AEW if he decided to go. He decided to stay. Let's find out why. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out at some point. And if it, if it was me creatively booking Kevin Owens at day one, I have Kevin Owens win the WWE Championship, and I have Kevin Owens defend the WWE Championship at WrestleMania against Edge. That's just my opinion there. Heel, heel, versus, heel versus babyface. I wouldn't do that. We got we to gotta fix this Big E run and stick it, take it that title from him. Fix gonna, this Big E run, bro. The Big E run is over. They, they, they got to do something. They got to fix it. If they take that title from him without a meaningful run, it's going to be looked back as a failure. So it's not too late to fix it. He hasn't been championed that goddamn long. They just need to book him a little bit stronger. Well, That's I mean, if they, gave him, the, if, if, they gave him, if they gave him the championship when they should have gave him, given him the championship, then we wouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, they gave no, him the chance. They, they made every every wrong decision possible you could make with Biggie giving him that title when they did. They made it. They did. They did, but they have to try to fix it. They can't just bail on it now because they fucked it up. They have to try to fix what they did to him. And having him lose the title this soon and then get it back in a few months, that's not, no, you don't want to do that. He needs to start winning some credible matches against credible opponents in a credible way at major shows. He needs to be champion through WrestleMania, but you got to feed him um, some good opponents. You got you, you to gotta, you gotta feed him. You got to feed him good opponents. The other thing that happened on tonight's show, MJF won the Dynamite Diamond Ring. We got a new ring that Tony Khan paid for. Supposedly $100,000 worth of, uh, of diamonds in this ring, white gold or platinum. I don't know what it was, but uh, $100,000 was the number that Excalibur threw out there. Third year in a row, Jesse, MJF won it. Um, I am not surprised by that outcome at all as MJF is uh, clearly uh, AEW's diamond. And he went up against Dante Martin tonight. Then we got a six-man tag that was set up for next week, which I'm very excited about. We got CM Punk, Sting, and Darby Allen teaming up against uh, MJF and FTR. So that seems to be happening next week. What would you think of this outcome, MJF winning the Dynamite Diamond? And were you slightly disappointed when the lights went out, only to have it be revealed as Sting and Darby Allen? Because I know you and me definitely we're expecting something completely different. And uh, I-, I thought they were showing up tonight, but they didn't. I, I, I didn't want to get into this, and you know I didn't. So you're an asshole now. <laughs> um, I think we got trolled. And here's why I think that. I know that we put this, you know, Wyndham thing in our own heads and ran with that. No, no, no. Part- no I'm not talking about Wyndham. No, no, no. But hold on. I think the part where 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 they trolled us is when they killed the lights. Every time they've killed the lights like that in AEW, it's usually some kind of debut. And there was always and, and the rumors have been running wild on debuts as the last few days. Um Briscoe's, you know, O'Reilly, you know, all all these all these free agents, you know, Wyndham. So they killed the lights and got us ready. And they killed them for like, I mean, a good 20 seconds. Yeah. Just to have Sting and Darby show up. Now, why didn't they just run through the ramp and come save? What, what, what the fuck was this? I don't know. I don't know why Sting and Darby needed to have the lights go out. I, I thought the same thing. I, I don't know why they needed the lights to go out. As soon as I saw FTR out there, bro, I'm like, yeah, the Briscoes are showing up. 
Yeah. There's got to be one debut on this show. Yeah. Same thing. When I saw FTR come out, here we go. Here we go. Them boys coming out. Yep. And then, I even texted this guy. I was like, Jesse, get ready to mark out. And then oh. fucking, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Fucking. What a I disappointment. Mean, they, they, they basically had FTR feuding with the Briscoes for the last week or so. Bring these guys out in the main event segment when this match is happening in the main event. I don't know why the title match wasn't in the main event. So I figured we got a big debut coming. So it makes sense. All right. So you bring out FTR. Big debut coming. Winter is coming. Lights go out. FTR is in the ring. Where are the fucking Briscoes? But again, nobody told us the Briscoes were coming tonight. Nobody told us Wyndham was coming tonight. So I'm not going to blame anybody for this. It's my own fucking fault. I get it. I get it. All in all, it was a good show. I love the opening match. I'm disappointed by not getting any kind of debut, but that's on me. That's on me. I, I think killing the lights kind of trolled me a little, but at the end of the day, it's no big deal. No big deal. Yeah, maybe they show up next week. Uh, I know um, next week is the holiday bash, the Christmas episode of Dynamite. I know uh, Adam Cole is teasing a uh, present for the Super Elite, which I'm kind of... I'm kind of thinking he he's bringing Kyle O'Reilly into AEW, and that's the that's the gift that he's giving everybody, which would be great. Uh, maybe the Briscoes show up next week, or, or maybe maybe they just save it for for the first episode on uh, on TBS. I don't know. I, I'm not going to be predicting when Tony Khan is doing these things because he's had you know several instances where he's gotten super excited about debuts and he's been keeping everything hush hush. And good on him. I appreciate him doing that because I like to genuinely be surprised. It gives us something to talk about on a weekly basis. If everything happened at one time, how special would it be? So if they are on their way, which I'm assuming everybody knows the Briscoes are on their way, just just wait for it, and it's going to be special when it happens. And a match between them and FTR, I mean, Jesus Christ, take my fucking money. Oh, Seriously. Yes. yes. Anybody against FTR, man, just take my money, really. Anyway, we're going to go over the rest of the show, guys. Not much to really go over. We're going to talk about the page and Danielson match and uh, all the high spots in that match. We're going to talk about Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida tonight, which was uh, a very good match as well. Tonight on Winter is Coming. And we're going to talk about the news of Brody King signing with AEW. And I may get into, some people may not like this, but EC3, Jesse. EC3, Braun Strowman, now Titan. And Karrion Cross. They are making up the Control Your Narrative stable. And I honestly think it could be one of the best things that all three of these guys have done in their career. And it may land them in a major promotion. And I think that would be a, a great get for uh, for anybody, really. All three of those guys coming in together. Sounds like a good deal there. So we'll go over that as well as there's rumors that Karrion Cross could be, or Killer Cross. We'll be joining uh, EC3 and the former Braun Strowman. But I want to thank you guys for joining me here tonight. I'm at 2,500 in the venue. Thank you very much for making us number one in the community. As always, hit that thumbs up, guys. I got 732 likes on the live stream right now. Let's try for at least 1,200. So if you guys are in the chat and have not hit the thumbs up, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up and show your support for Off the Script here on AEW Dynamite. Also, Super Chats, man. There have been several Super Chats already. Get them on in. We're going to hang out and read all your Super Chats at the end of the show. So thank you to everybody that has already sent in Super Chats. And like I said, we will read them in their entirety at the end of the show. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell 
for all notifications. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Monday Night Raw. I was live for NXT last night. We got a live off the script on the weekend, this past weekend as well. So make sure you guys go check out all that content if you have not done so. If you guys want to support the show, a couple ways to do that. Bonfire is a great way to do that. Bonfire.com. Go get your t-shirts. We got the new the new throwback designs. OTS, black and white, NWO throwback design. We got the red Wolfpack LTB. Long-term booking design. Go get them for the holiday season. That is bonfire.com. Link is in the description. And today's show is sponsored by Audible. Audibletrial.com slash script. Make sure you guys go and get your free 30 days of Audible and one free audio book of your choice. Always a great sponsor and a great friend. Audible has been to the show for many, many, many years. That is audibletrial.com slash scripts. Jesse, the opening of Winter is Coming was indeed the Adam Hangman Page and Brian Danielson match. Uh, I was quite surprised that they opened with this, but if there's one thing I can, if there's one thing for me to complain about it, Jesse, um, there's two things I I, I want to complain about. I'm uh, not really complain, but just give my constructive criticism. Number one, I, I don't really like when World Championship matches open the show. Um, I feel like when Tony Khan does it, you kind of get the feeling that he's going to do a time limit because he doesn't want to do a time limit at the end of the show, and he would rather have the show go off in a in a more exciting way than just have something end after 60 minutes and no outcome. So uh, I don't like that World Championship matches open the show. It's a very it's a very Bruce and Vince thing to do. And the four commercial breaks, I I, I get it, I understand it, but. There's a reason why Iron Man matches or Broadway matches don't work in the modern day era of pro wrestling, especially on TV, to have four commercial breaks in this match. Not that it took away from the match because they did several picture-in-picture and they picked their spots for the picture-in-picture very beautifully. Uh, It was mostly dead parts of the match where Paige was bleeding. He was being attended to by doctors. Uh, Brian was jumping in the ring, doing jumping jacks and giving the finger to the fans. That was great. So they picked their spots for the picture-in-picture, but those are the only pieces of criticism that I have for the show. If there was one thing or a couple things wrong about the match that you didn't like, was there any? No. Not at all. I thought the match was perfectly fucking fine. So you didn't care about the fact that it opened the show or the fact that there were or you didn't you didn't really care about the four commercial breaks in the match? I, I didn't care. It, it, look, in hindsight, I see why it opened because like yes. you just said, you don't want to end yes. the show like this. I mean, that would be the worst. And the commercial breaks, look, you have a one hour of of TV to do. You can't go commercial free for a whole hour for 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 a Broadway match. I mean, that's not that's not happening. So they did. They did pick the spots. They did the best they could. And I wasn't bothered by the commercial breaks because, again, the match was really, really fucking good. I mean, I'd be happier without them. I mean, of course, but it is what it is. It's a TV match. And what do you what are you expecting? You know? Now, I'm going to throw this question at you because I was thinking about it during the show right before uh, we got, or actually after we got the time limit draw. Would it have hurt either one of these guys? Actually, would would it have hurt Brian? Would it have hurt Brian if Paige beat him with a buck shot at like 59 minutes and 50 seconds right before the 60-minute time limit draw? Would it have benefited... uh, Page to beat him in in that type of manner would it have hurt Brian to lose after all that time? I mean, 
the 60 minutes, people complained about it like we talked about at the top, but would it have hurt Danielson if Paige beat him in 59 minutes or 50 seconds towards the end? It wouldn't have hurt him. I mean, if he just lost the match clean in any manner other than like a, you know, a squash, it wouldn't have hurt him. But again, like I said earlier, it's it's just about getting to the rematch. And if you come to a definitive end here, why are we getting a rematch? He should be in the back of the fucking line. So if you beat him clean, I don't care if it's in the fifth minute or the 59th minute. Yeah. If you beat him, then Brian shouldn't be getting another match. And their goal is to get it to another match. Yeah. So the draw is the best way to do it because a fuck finish is not the way. You want these guys to go out there and do it one-on-one. You know, Punk and Joe went out there and had three incredible matches. You know, and they, I mean... You didn't need all kinds of fuckery. You just needed wrestling. And that could be the kind of series we're in for here. We could be getting to look, we could be coming up to something like that between Brian and Hangman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm with Jesse. I have really no solid complaints about it. I mean, just the small little things there, you know, which is just my old school mentality coming into play. You know, uh, I honestly think at the end of the match, I thought it was perfect booking. It was, at the end of the night, one of AEW's best matches of all time. May end up being the best match uh, on many people's lists at the end of the year, which we have uh, another two weeks to go. And it makes the AEW title the most prestigious title in the industry, if not already, even more prestigious. I mean, everything about this match was great. Tony Khan and company did a fantastic job building this thing up, giving these guys 60 minutes to go out there and do what they do. And it was absolutely beautiful. So the match itself, Brian was very cocky. He had a, a nice sarcastic smile on his face. He was really kind of toying with with Paige through most of the match. He was, you know, jumping, jacking in the ring. And he was kind of baiting him in and showing him out that he's there. a lot better than he out is. There, out there enjoying himself. Yeah, he was. Yes, yes. He had a smile he's, on his face. Yes, he, he was definitely enjoying. having fucking fun. Dude. Yes. Yes. He's not in the ring with fucking uh, Otis. Of Alpha Academy, you know, Um, but he was toying with Paige. He was very sarcastic, very, very dickish. So that was very, uh, very uh, pleasant to see from Brian Danielson. I'm not going to go over everything because it's a 60, 60 minute match. And I don't want to really be here for fucking 40 minutes talking about the match. We all saw it. We all knew exactly what happened because we watched Dynamite tonight. So I'll take it up uh, after the the last commercial break. Okay, it, it was it was a lot. Brian was working on the knee, the leg. There was a lot going on here. So towards the end of this thing, Paige hit a German suplex. Danielson went for his kicks. Uh, they did not have the effect that he thought that they would have. Paige went for his lariats. Same thing happened to him. Did not have the effect um, because those two body parts, uh, you had the leg of Danielson and Brian was actually working on Paige's leg as well, but Brian was also working on his arm. So they effectively took away each other's finishing moves, which was a great story to the match. So they fought on the top rope. Paige flipped out of an avalanche back suplex. This is about 45 minutes in. So the fact that he's actually doing a full rotation in midair just shows you the amount of fucking cardio these guys got. Absolutely incredible. Hit a big rolling Larry. We got another super chat. Another 99.99 super chat. Holy shit, Carmella. Whoa, 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 whoa. Holy shit, I, Carmella Diaz. Oh, I, I stopped the fucking shows here for the super chats, bro. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Stop the show. Get a super chat, bro. Bomb. There, Let's there, go. There you go. Carmela Diaz with another 99.99 super chat. Thank you, Carmela. It's Carmela again. But do you see Bray Wyatt debuting with Buff Bagwell on Rampage? Buff Bagwell? Buff Bagwell? I don't see oh Bray Wyatt debuting with Buff Bagwell, Carmella. My God, if it wasn't for these awesome super chats, I would call that stupid. Uh, Carmella, come on. <laughs> Buff Bagwell is in no condition to wrestle in 2021. Ever. Ever. Ever again. <laughs> he was never in a condition. <laughs> anyway. Page flipped out of this avalanche back suplex. They traded forearms in the center of the ring. They traded cradles back and forth. Page flipped out of a German. Then they both hit discus forearms. Danielson counted a forearm into a big high kick that got Page right in the back of the head. And he fell down to his knees. He then hit a buzzsaw kick. He went for a cover, got a near fall. Danielson kicked Page right in the face. Page counted with, uh, uh, actually Page counted the big running knee into a dead eye which was great for a near fall. Page returned the favor by kicking Danielson's head in with just a couple of minutes left. He went for the buckshot lariat, but Danielson turned it into a label lock. And then Danielson just continued to just pepper Page with some cross faces as uh, we were winding down here. 60-second call sounded. Page catapulted Danielson into the ropes, came back with a big lariat. The buckshot lariat followed, but the time limit call rang and we go to a time limit draw so at the end of the day guys the time limit draw was used to simply get these two guys into yet another match whether it happens at battle of the belts whether it happens at revolution tony khan is thinking ahead and like jesse and i talked about before danielson maintains his momentum he still is undefeated he looks just as strong uh coming out of this match as he did coming in your champion looks incredible. And the funny thing is, Jesse, Page complained in a recent interview that he was frustrated that he hadn't wrestled since he won the title from Kenny Omega. He was off the entire month since he won that title at the pay-per-view. And his first match back, he was given 60 minutes to go out there and give us a classic with Brian Danielson. I don't think there'll be much complaining coming from Adam Hangman Page after tonight. Oh, man, he took a fucking a beating tonight, man. And I, I thought he took some 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 risky bumps. I think they did some risky spots for his first match back as champion. I don't, the last thing they want to do is have him get hurt and have to drop that damn title in his first title run. Yeah. A couple of those spots, there was a tombstone spots where page surprised Danielson with a tombstone pile driver in the middle of the ring. Uh, there was a spot where, uh, Danielson shoved page off the top rope and he landed, uh, flipping onto the apron and then the big spot that Jesse was alluding to, Page went off the top rope because Danielson was on the outside. He was kind of taking a breather for himself, and Page got risky, jumps off the top rope and almost, uh, well, he actually did. He crashed with the fucking timekeeper's table, and it looked absolutely devastating. There was a spot in the match as well where Danielson took Page, and he was he took him by the arms and just pulled him into the steel post. That actually busted Page open, stopped the match momentarily. They, they, they attended to the bleeding. He was bleeding on his forehead. This was a brutal match, bro. Yeah, that was that was he he bleeded on that one. Yes. He bleeded. But that table spot, though, it looked like he 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 hit his ribs pretty damn good yeah. on the side of that damn table, man. Yeah. Because he, he he didn't make it all the way over to the tables. He fell short onto the side of it. And that looked like it I I'd be shocked if he didn't bust the rib in this match, man. 
Consistency, folks. Consistency. Winners and losers, no matter what you hear from an e-drone or a fucking WWE shield, wins and losses in pro wrestling do matter. Because everybody on WWE outside of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar feel and look like complete shit. Meanwhile, Tony Khan is building his roster up of solid, fucking, consistent, professional wrestling where everybody feels special. Tony Khan, in two and a half years, has not showed us any of the mentality that we see from the Bruce Prichard or Vince McMahon. He's doing things in an old school way. He's doing things the right way for the most part. Am I saying Tony Khan is perfect? No. AEW is far from a perfect promotion. But in this instance, and I I, I talk about this all the time, and Jesse's big on it too, I, I can't tell you how many fucking times... I have to complain about championship contender matches on TV. They should die in a fucking fire. Okay? It's blatant. That's Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard blatantly disrespecting their fucking champions and their challengers because it shows that they don't give a shit about their championships and their champions. They don't have a fucking clue as to building momentum and consistency with their, their top contenders. They, they take all their champions for granted. And Tony Khan is doing things the right way by having wins and losses matter. At the end of the day, if WWE adopted a time limit draw, I guarantee you, if they used it in, in a way where it made sense, things would be a lot better on that side of the fence. It really would. I'm a big advocate for time limit draws. Now, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want them to abuse it. Yeah, they'd be using it every other week. Well, I mean, that's without saying, yes. But you know, I don't want. I, I, in that same breath, I don't want Tony Khan to abuse that as well. You know, five times in two and a half years is acceptable. I'm not complaining about that. I mean, two of them have been with Brian Danielson, but, you know, I think with what they did tonight was a perfect way to sell everybody on a rematch. And everybody, everybody, no matter what you think, if you want to complain, if you want to say, oh, why do they book the match if there's no outcome? I guarantee you those are the first people that are going to sit down and watch this fucking match again because what you got tonight was possibly a match of the year candidate. It was. I mean, it, it was it was that good. Yeah, when they when they get a chance to come down from being pissy about it being drunk, they'll realize the classic that they put on in that match. Moving on with the rest of the show here, we got the Young Bucks and Adam Cole Bay with Bobby Fish. They stood in front of uh, some Christmas decorations in the back. They bragged about what they did last week to the best friends. Nick Jackson suggested an eight man tag team match on Rampage. Matt Jackson said that they could destroy that 1993 minivan of the best friends and Trent's mom and then super kick Trent's mom, Sue, in the mouth. I mean, what if this happens, Jesse? What if the Young Bucks super kick Sue in the mouth? That's quality television right there, right? Nah, they, 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 they'd, be, they'd be banished from wrestling. <laughs> you don't mess with Sue. Adam Cole. Somebody, somebody in the chat say it's going to be... Buff Bagwell's mom versus Sue. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Adam, good. Adam Cole then held up a present and said that he's got a present for the Super Click next week. He says it'll be the best Christmas present the Bucks could ask for. Jesse, you texted me a uh, a tweet from Mr. Kyle O'Reilly, and he had a GIF where it said in said GIF, what's in the box? Kyle O'Reilly is more than likely debuting next week on Dynamite. I lost seven, the movie seven. It may be, but at the same time, if he was going to be debuting soon, would he have tweeted that? He could be trolling us as well. I mean, where's he going? 
He's going back to team with Von Wagner. Oh, God, no. Come on, man. He's going to AEW. When he shows up, uh, it's just a formality at this point. Uh, I, hope he's, I hope he's the president. I think that's a great gift. You got three-fourths of the Undisputed Era mixed with the Young Bucks, man. I mean, Jesus Christ, you got uh, an incredible faction right there. Something that Mr. Omega is not going to be very happy about when he comes back. Oh, yeah, pretty much. So we'll see what happens there. Kyle O'Reilly could be debuting imminently with AEW. Wardlow, he was one-on-one with Matt Seidel. This was a uh, obvious come-down match from the 60-minute fucking classic we just got with Danielson and Paige. Wardlow wins in one minute. Sucks to be Matt Seidel on this night. Power bombs, power bombs, power bombs. That was pretty much what did Matt Seidel in tonight. Mr. Sean Spears, the chairman on the outside, he was on the microphone during the match telling Wardlow to wrap it up, and it was enough. No more. Just go for the pin, win the match. And Wardlow did not listen. He gave him one more powerbomb against Sean Spears' wishes. He pinned him, one, two, three. And then Spears entered the ring and told Wardlow, Wardlow that it was one too many power bombs because they don't get paid by the hour. Then he takes the chair and hits Seidel with the chair three times. So, uh, I mean, power bombs. he did too many power bombs, but Wardlow uh, was uh, obviously in the wrong here. So Sean Spears uh, took the chair and beat Seidel with the, with the steel chair shots, like if that wasn't excessive. So uh, Sean Spears doing what he wants there. Wardlow looked at Spears like, what is this all about? And Spears then took the phone out of his jacket. Apparently, MJF was calling him on his cell phone. Spears told Wardlow that he wants, MJF wants him to go pick up some champagne for them for his post-match victory party later when he beats Dante Martin. And Wardlow did not look all too happy, Jesse. Are we starting to see the beginnings of Wardlow being separated from Mr. Maxwell Jacob Friedman? Starting to see the beginnings. Bro, they've been teasing this breakup since before fucking Veer was being promoted on Raw, bro. Veer Mahan! He's still coming. He's still coming. How How is he getting to Raw? Is, is, he, is he fucking, is he hitchhiking? I don't know. He probably is not getting paid, so he has to walk. Nick Khan know. is probably going to meet him halfway and hand him his pink slot. Bro, go back to India. Yeah, they've been teasing this breakup for a while. I mean, it. I, I, every time it dies down and goes away, I kind of get, I don't want to see Wardlow uh, kind of sink right now. You, know? you, you don't want to see Wardlow sink? You, yeah, you, you think they may be breaking him up from MJF too soon? Might be too soon. I mean, just the, the stuff that they're doing is making it interesting, so I would like to at least continue that for a little while. But I feel like if they break them up, we could be looking at, like a, at a fucking um, Brian Cage situation. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I, I figured as well that they would hold off on it until at least MJF won the title whenever that happens. I don't know. Uh, I, I always had it in my mind that Wardlow would be the downfall of MJF's title reign. He would just get so upset, and that would be the one thing that he could take away from MJF to get the ultimate revenge. When that's going to happen and how long it's going to take to get there, I, I don't know, but I, I'm with you, man. I, I don't think that they should take him away from MJF. Uh, he's he's fantastic. He's got a lot of early and young Batista-like qualities, but you know it may be too soon, and you don't really see a Will Hobbs on TV. Lance Archer, I, he's still hurt. He wasn't even being featured on TV a lot or a, as much as he used to be featured on TV before he got hurt. You know, Brian Cage, like you said, hasn't been on TV in, in months. It, it could end up being the same thing. 
You know? Yeah, his wife is more over. Yeah, not since not since his wife spoke up. He hasn't been on TV. So yeah, I'm I'm in agreement there. I don't think uh I don't think Wardlow and I'm not saying this in a negative way towards Wardlow. I'm a big fan of Wardlow. I think Wardlow's oh, got oh, immense no. potential. No. Oh no, I love Wardlow. I, I wanna I, I wanna see him I wanna see everything about him get over to the best of its ability. Um I like them pairing him with MJF, but I think they need to stay and let that marinate a little while longer. Um when they break him away, he's gonna I mean he needs to be a huge baby face from that breakaway. So I yeah. mean in turn on MJF can do that, but what else? He needs to cost MJF something. Yeah. He needs to cost him something. A title, yep. that ring, something important. He needs to really fuck yeah. MJF out of something that he really wants to start a babyface run in the field with MJF. Yeah, absolutely. There needs to be a reason for it to happen, and the world title to me is probably the best reason for them to split up. So I'm completely yeah. in agreement there. Alistair Black, bro. Alistair, uh, not Alistair Black. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm, I'm under the weather, folks. Excuse me. Malachi Black. His wife is going to hate me even more. Okay. Malachi Black about the house of Black being bigger than you and them. The house always wins, he said. He was in this vignette where he was talking about uh, a lot of cryptic shit. Looked like he was walking through his home. Walked through his living room. He walked to the outside. There was this guy in this creepy mask just standing there, very statuesque. He had a black robe on. This entity kneeled down in front of him, and Black was reading the dark arts to him. Very creepy. He had uh, the one-eye symbolism on his right eye, and he had this very creepy look in his face. All of a sudden, he spits Jesse this black mist into this guy's face, and he says... He said something about, um, you are a king no more, or you are greater than a king. And this has to do with Brody King coming into AEW, and this is now confirmed by several sources, one being Bodyslam.net. As everybody saw tonight, we are getting the beginning of a House of Black stable in AEW. It was a clear tease for Brody King. And the news is Brody King has signed with AEW. So Black and King actually have quite the history together. They teamed up years ago and they held the PWG Tag Team Championship. Several people in the company, including CM Punk, have publicly stated that King is someone who AEW should sign. And that appears to have happened. So this is according to Bodyslam.net. This was an ongoing discussion since Thanksgiving. So ever since uh, Ring of Honor closed down, Jesse, it seems that. Brody King was on the top of uh, Tony Khan's Ring of Honor priority list. And I think pairing him with Black and starting the House of Black stable with Malachi is the best way to introduce Brody King here. I'm very excited to see where they go with this. And I think it's a perfect fit. It should be because I'm going to be honest, I'm not very familiar with Brody King. Um, Now that he's signed, I will take the time and go familiarize myself with him and See what's going on, but I can tell you right now, if, if Punk gave him the the you know the the endorsement, I could have told you right then and there that he's he's gonna get signed. Yeah, you know, I mean, nobody has more political power than Punk right about now. So if Punk wants it, Punk gets it. Yeah, and, and he's not gonna steer the company or Tony Khan in the wrong direction. Punk's not gonna give Tony Khan uh, an idea or recommendation where he's gonna end up wasting his money on something. You know, so yeah. if it's coming from Punk, it's obviously gonna help the company in the long run. Uh, I've seen Brody King here and there. Uh, he's very familiar, very, very tattoo heavy. 
Um, he's uh, on the he's a little larger than Black, and uh, they're very similar. So I, I think it's going to be a nice pairing. I'm I'm going to also familiarize myself with him. I'm not uh, you know a Ring of Honor guy. I wasn't really up on Ring of Honor, so I'm definitely going to do some backtracking myself, like Jesse. And uh, really familiarize myself with Brody King before he actually ends up in AEW. But I think the House of Black stable is a great thing for AEW. We were wondering when we were going to get that stable. And it looks like we are starting off on the right foot with AEW signing Brody King. Hey, Car- how, is, how, is, how is King on in the in the charisma department and on the stick? That I don't know. That I don't know. That's, part of, that's the part I have to familiarize myself with. Yeah, I'll find out. I'll do some research on him. Hikaru Shida. And Serena Deeb, these guys, uh, these two women, these guys, these two women uh, had a 13-minute match, and this was uh, almost a very, very. Uh, it, it was coming out of a of a tournament situation, Jesse, almost a, a blood feud type because Deeb cost Sheeta the uh, TBS title tournament, and this was something I was very much looking forward to. What do you think of the of the match and the outcome here? on Winter is Coming. Was uh, Sheeta winning the right decision? And what would you think of the match compared to their last couple of matches? Uh, I, I'm a fan of both of these women. Um, Deeb, Deeb has shown me over the last few weeks that, that all, all of the, you know, all of the, the, the hype about her is real. I mean, she can go in the ring, and that's just it. That's just flipping it. I mean, she's she knows how to wrestle, hands fucking down. Um, Sheeta has grown on me over the last couple of years because she's shown that she is fucking tough. She is tough and she can go in the ring as well. So putting these two together is fine by me. I'll take three matches from them. The outcome, I personally, personally, I would rather see have seen Deed win, but it's subjective. It's a matter of what they plan on doing with these women in the future, because it's not like whoever loses this feud is a, you know, a loser and buried, but who's getting pushed. I mean, so I'm, I'm guessing, um, you know, Sheeta's getting pushed, so fine. Sheeta gets the win, that's fine. I don't think Deep will be put in the back burner, um, especially because since again she's close with Punk, and we know she's close with Punk, so they're not gonna forget about Deep. No, and she's shown that she's a really good heel. I'm liking it. She can work the crowd. She can just be a bitch in the ring and tell a story in the ring. I like that about her. Yeah, she came out with a robe. Did Deep? Uh, I believe it said the professor, the professor of professional wrestling. So yeah. I really, I really like that she's very uh, cocky, and she obviously can back it up in the ring. So I have no problem with that whatsoever. Now uh, this was a solid match, very intense. It felt like a grudge fight. So uh, I have no problem with what these two ladies did uh, on the show tonight. Deep attack before the bell. So Sheeta, uh, she had her kendo stick as always. Threw her stick at Deeb. The official uh, separated them. The match finally got started. They immediately started brawling. So we got a grudge match that's not starting off with a collar and elbow tie-up. Great thing to see. Sheeta then uh, isolated Deeb in the corner, hit a drop kick, hit a springboard crossbody. Deeb rolled through, uh, applied a knee bar, forcing Sheeta to get to the ropes. Sheeta then went for a corner knee. Deeb uh, moved out of the way, locked on a figure four across the ring post. Very Bret Hart-esque, continuing to target Sheeta's knee into the break. So we got a commercial break here. Uh, Sheeta was uh, being beat down during the commercial break. She made the babyface come back after the commercial break. She hit a step up in Zaguri, followed by a vertical suplex. They fought on the top rope at one point where Deeb gained control by wrenching on Sheeta's knee. She followed it up with a neck breaker across the steel cable on uh, 
on the ring rope. Uh, Deeb floated over into a modified Moodle lock. She'd have made it to the ropes to force a break. She attacked with some uh, neck breakers, uh, multiple neck breakers. In fact, she'd have powered out into a Falcon Arrow and began her comeback again late in the match. And they were fighting for position here. They traded cradles back and forth. Deeb locked on a single leg crab to put a stop to that. Sheeta would not tap. Deeb exposed the top turnbuckle in frustration. Sheeta blocked an attempt to send her into it. And they traded more cradles until Sheeta kicked Deeb into the turnbuckle. She then jackknife covered Deeb into a cradle for the one, two, three. And Hikaru Sheeta gets the victory in about 13 minutes or so over Serena Deeb. Jesse, does the outcome of this match and the way the match ended leave it open for yet another match? Does Deeb come out and complain that Sheeta cheated? Oh, I think they're done here. I think they're done. They've been calling a trilogy. They've been calling it a rubber match. I think we're done here. And also, I think we see where Deeb is going in her next feud because she was just called out by Miss Thunderosa about an hour ago. Really? Yeah. Give me Serena Deep anytime, anywhere. I want to show her my 100 moves um, at I Learned this year. Now, that's something I would be very interested in. Yes. So that is probably where Deep is going. Now, that's an outcome I'm concerned about. I don't know who wins or loses that one, but at the same time, I would love to see the match. You know, I would have actually, I, I would have actually went about this a different way. I, I don't know, like... I mean, if Ruby Soho wins the TBS tournament, she's going to need opponents and solid opponents at the start of that reign. Uh, I think Serena Deeb would be at the top of the list, if you ask me. Uh, I would have actually had Serena Deeb win this match and then go on and be the first in line to challenge a Ruby Soho if she goes on to win that tournament, which I still do think that she will win that tournament. I do think it's going to be Soho and Thunder Rose in the finals. And I do think I do think uh, Ruby Soul is going to end up getting the victory, and, that, and that's why I'm again I'm getting concerned about that match because if that goes off as just like that, Thunder Rosa loses to Soho. Now she's in a feud with Deeb. Well, Deeb just lost. Thunder Rosa just lost. Who loses that feud? Uh, I mean, it's got to be Deeb if they're going to set up Rosa and Britt Baker. It's got to be. They got they got to get to. They got to get to Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I, I know they don't need any build to get to it, but at the same time, they got to keep her strong. Well, maybe they go and give the fucking tournament to Jade Cargill, and her first opponent is Hikaru Shida. That would be terrible, man. Uh, I, I, listen, I, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't want it either. You know. I mean, I, I'm, still, I'm still under the impression where if you're going to do TBS, the debut, and you're going to have the TBS title... You're going to do Rosa and Soho because that's the best match that you could possibly book right now in that entire women's division. You got to give me the wrestling match. I definitely agree. So we'll see what happens. Sheeta got the victory over Serena Deeb in a very solid grudge match here on Dynamite's Winter is Coming edition. The Varsity Blondes, they were interviewed by Mr. Tony Schiavone. Schiavone asked how Julia Hart was doing. And then all of a sudden, we got Griff Garrison coming out of nowhere Cutting a fantastic promo. Where the fuck has this guy been hiding? Griff Garrison, yeah. very angry, told Shivani that she's not here, obviously. She's not with him. He said Black might be intimidating, but he's a coward. Garrison promised to bring the fight to him. Brian Pillman Jr. told him, listen, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Black is a dangerous guy. Garrison started shoving Pillman Jr. and asked him, which side is he on? He shoved Pillman and said, if you won't fight this battle, 
I will. And then Garrison looked into the camera and vowed that he's going to break Malachi Black's jaw next week. This guy's got a death wish, bro, but he can cut a fucking promo. So that came out of nowhere. I'm very happy to see Griff Garrison cut a real emotional, just down to earth, fucking organic promo, man. It was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, that was that was his best promo that I've ever heard him cut. I give you that because he's not known for his mic skills. Um, and I'm a I'm a I'm a Garrison fan. I like Griff. It's just um, hey, my power is flashing, so if I die, that's why I don't know what's going on. So I was wondering what that was. But my power is my power just why are, why is why are people in the chat asking who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Because are you fucking the, serious? No, no, watch Dark, dude. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's fine. Oh. Watch Dark. That, 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 that's, that, that's the BTE thing. Okay. When Dark, what they used to troll. I don't, I don't watch these Griff shows. I don't watch. I, I watch too much wrestling as it is during the week. I don't watch these shows. No, that's that's uh, that's that's support. That's homage, dude. That, that's Griff Garrison's thing. Okay. It's all good. But, yeah, I, I like Griff. I, I want to see where this goes. I, I did think this segment was a little forced. It didn't feel like... It didn't feel to me that Griff had a reason to be that that uh, frustrated or angry with his partner, if that makes any sense. Like, like this is not something they discussed and worked out at all before this fucking interview. That, so he's ready to push and shove his partner about it and everything else. I don't know. I get where he was going with it, but the whole, like, you know, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit, a little bit forced to me, but this was Griff Garrison's best promo. So, uh, so, I, so that's why I, I never answered back because I was like, I don't like how he... I like the fire, but I didn't like the turnaround and taking it out on his best fucking friend in the company. You know, that didn't make it easy. But I like the fire. I want to see where it goes. We know he's going to lose, but Griff Garrison's going to put up a good fucking match, though. Yeah, he'll put up a fight, and then we'll get uh, Black Mask in the face, and then uh, uh, maybe maybe we see Brody King show up and uh, pick apart the bones of Griff Garrison. Maybe we'll get Brody King and Malachi Black versus the Varsity Blondes. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Who else do we get in the in the house of black? I'm trying. To, I've been trying to think about that for the last few minutes. I don't know, man. They gotta they gotta fit the mold though. They you just can't put yeah. anybody in there, right? I could see him. I could see him, maybe taking a member or two of the dark order and actually turning them dark. I could see because you're not gonna put a big name in the stable with black because you want to put somebody who's gonna be under him on the cars. So we can help get them over. Yeah, nobody mentioned Wyndham. Wyndham's not joining the House of Black. No, 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 God, no. Abaddon. Abaddon would probably fit. And that yeah, but then, then, that, then she needs to speak. No, she doesn't. No, she does not. Did China ever fucking speak for, for years? No, she doesn't. Well, then she can't come out looking like a... She can't crawl on the fucking floor like a zombie. You gotta actually be, uh, you know... No, let's I'm, put that shit I'm away, gonna... man. All through the gimmick a little bit. I'm not... No, I'm not stripping her gimmick, Vince. Not doing that. Um, Black does her talking. She just does what she does and does what Black tells her to do. I mean, it's. I think it will work. Um, they just don't change shit about her. How about just Pac? Black control who? Pac. Fuck no, man. Pac got missed it though. No, no, no. no he got blinded. No. He's got one eye now. Not working for me. Who, 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 who the fuck does Pac answer to? Pac answers to Malachi. No, the fuck he doesn't. No, 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 he doesn't. Julia Hart. How about Julia Hart? She got missed it too. She can't. She can't pull it off, dude. She's a goody goody prissy girl. She can't pull it. How about Cody Rhodes? Black. 
You're going to put Julia Hart in the House of Black. How about Cody Rhodes? No, but Big Shotty. Lee Johnson? Yes, absolutely. Lee yes. Johnson in the House of Black? Yes, absolutely. That's where I would put Lee Johnson in the house. Absolutely. Yes, I'm, I'm, I like that. Now we got to run up by him. Maybe he's yes. watching the show. Hopefully. Big shoddy. Bro, maybe you could join the House of Black, bro. That would be it. I mean, this Nightmare family isn't working out, bro. Cody's letting you down. You got you to go join Malachi. Jesus Christ. A turn to the dark side may actually do good. Yeah. House of Black. We love Lee Johnson over here, okay? It was his birthday yeah. this week. Happy belated birthday, birthday to Lee Johnson. Birthday, big shoddy. Yeah. Yes, and maybe, yes, listen, yes. man. You know, um, it, it would not be a bad idea. I like it. But they got I, they, they actually got to tell the story though. I don't I don't know I don't know how good Brody King is, but um, what kind of tag team would that be? A big shoddy and Brody King. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but um, you know, the smaller the better. The more intimate the better. The House of Black is. I don't want it to be like a, a fucking group of five or six. No. Three is enough. No. Three is enough. They no. need to add one more one more solid piece. Maybe it could be an Abaddon. I don't know. Maybe it's somebody that is not even on the AW roster, right? Who the fuck knows? Somebody yeah. just said Swerve in the chat. No. No, Swerve needs to be by himself. Yeah. No, no. Swerve is not joining the House of Black. Yeah. I don't even think Swerve is going to end up in AEW. Oh, of course he will. At some point. On I some see point, Swerve. I some, see Swerve actually fitting in, in Impact Wrestling like a glove. At, at some point and on some level, Swerve will be in AEW, whether it be through contract or forbidden door. Swerve is going to be in AEW through contract or forbidden door? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we'll see, man. There's a bunch of other talent that I'm sure Tony Khan has been eyeing. You know, uh, where Swerve fits in, I-, I don't know, but we will see. But this uh, the Griff Garrison-Malachi Black match, uh, interesting. I don't know where they're going with this storyline, but we will see what happens next week. And Malachi always brings yeah. out the best in people, so I'm sure he'll yeah, do the I same. Would, I would love to know, you know, I mean, and this is just the, you know, the heel in me. I would love to know why Malachi Black went from a mission to destroy the Nightmare family to now wanting to kill the Varsity Blondes. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how we got here. Yeah, there has to be a strategic way that he's doing things. It, it, uh, it doesn't make sense that he went from and jumped from one to the other. Like, what does, now, he, have, what does he have against the, the Varsity Blondes? Oh, wait. What? The Varsity Blondes. What about him? House of Black. You want them in the House of Black? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Um, because it will give them a consistent storyline to get into on Wednesday instead of being stuck on dark every fucking week. And neither one of them are the best on the microphones, and they can all they can both learn from um working under Malachi. I would like I would like that one. What about Danhausen? Danhausen is a fucking a gimmick all by his own. That guy I I let me say how good Danhausen is. I've never seen a single fucking match of his at all, and I can't wait to see this guy in the year. How about Tony Khan signs top dollar and, and puts him in House of Black? That's very dumb. Elias? Elias, no. He's I'm just naming people now. I know, I know. That's fine. <laughs> but Elias is not a wrestler. Top dollar is black ball from the industry. The varsity blondes... The varsity blondes seem like the polar opposite of what someone in the House of Black would be. So I can see him trying to get rid of Julia so he can convert um, Griff and Brian Pillman. 
maybe that's why he's going after the varsity blondes. He's recruiting. It could be. I mean, they need to tell that story then. They need to. They need maybe we're getting there. He already got huh? rid of Julia, and now we got Griff and fiery and pissed off, and he's gonna come into this match and probably get fucking turned. If there's one thing we've learned about Malachi, he knows how to handle his character. He knows where he wants to take it. So if there's yes. something that's going on, I'm gonna put my trust in him to tell the story. Because he's done a yeah. fantastic job so far. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't see it at first. I think that's where he's going. I think he's gonna recruit the varsity blondes into the House of Black, and that could work. That could fucking work. This goody-goody cheerleader, you know, uh, uh, high school, you know, team guy. No, that gets lame. And this could be the polar opposite of the gimmick they were doing, and it would make sense. Or maybe he takes Julia with them. But I I think he gets rid of her and takes those two into the House of Black. We'll see what happens. Uh, I I would not be against that. So we'll see. Uh, we got a vignette about Hook's in-ring debut on Rampage last week that people are still talking about. There's a lot of hookers in the venue. Uh, not, 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 not those type of hookers, okay? Uh, I'm not running a fucking sex shop here, but uh, there's a lot of hook fans in the chat, Jesse. And listen to this little statistic for you. CM Punk's T-shirt is no longer number one on Pro Wrestling Tees. First time since August, bro. Guess who's number one? Hook? Hook is number one. You believe that? Bro, why was Hook not on my TV tonight? Uh, I don't know. That's why I'm pissed off. Hook was not on TV. There's no Hook on fucking TV tonight. I don't know, man. Hook's got to be uh, Hook's got to be uh, special. He's got to be a special character. You can't show him off every week. It better be some Hook on my TV by next week or we're going to have issues, bro. Well, listen, Taz is very happy, man. Taz is like a proud pop over there. Rightfully so. He- he should be, man. His son got over it in one fucking match. And yeah. it's not because of the match itself. It's because the way that him and TK planned his journey through AEW so far. That year or so of sitting to the side and just taking it all in. Do you do you know do you do you know Hook and the presentation of Hook from how he was presented, his entrance, his gear, his music was all Hook and his idea? And Tony Khan allowed him to just go out there and just imagine himself as an AEW superstar. I'd make that one better for you. Do you know who trained Hook? Who trained Hook? Outside of his father, obviously. I was his father, but they, he was trained in the Nightmare Factory. There you go. So is it really is it really Team Taz that's creating Assassins, bro, or is it uh, Dustin and QT? AEW. <laughs> AEW creating assassins, bro. But yeah, Taz Taz put the put the put put his son's career in the hands of Cody and the Nightmare Factory. And uh they did not let him down. You know who I think, you know, speaking of bro, I don't want to cut you off, but you, you know who will be good for the House of Black? Eric Rowan. Oh yeah, Eric Redbeard. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, that will work. Yeah. Absolutely. Bring him in. Or or are they saving him to bring in Wyndham? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going no. on. Yes, Wyndham is not joining the House of Black, folks. No, 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 no. no. Come on. No. That doesn't make any sense at all. You got no. two You got two uh, leaders clashing there. Doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know if it was Cody personally or if it was Dustin or QT or any other trainers back there. But yeah, it was a nightmare factory hook where he is in the ring, man. Listen, man, whoever, uh, whoever trained him uh, did a fantastic job. He, I don't know how old he was. He had 19, 20 years old he is, Hook? I don't know. I mean, man, but uh, he, he came off like he was uh, doing this for years. I mean, he, he, he went out there. Yes, it was against Fuego, but he looked smooth. 
And not many yeah, people. I mean, you got people that are in there after uh, years of training and years on TV, and they're still not smooth. Yeah, yeah. I, I see the people online, you know, screaming, "Oh, this all this matches nothing." And it's like, first off, some people just don't like to see anyone happy on social media. So the second they found someone to get behind and to kind of, I mean, yeah, we're giving this guy a lot of fanfare and everything, but we're getting behind the kid instead of burying him, which is better, you know. So. They're getting behind them. It is just one match. He has a long, tons of flaws in that match. But from his experience and for his first match in that spot he was in, I saw, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there were none. There was no flaws because he handled that as fine as you could have asked. I mean, of course it wasn't perfect, but what I saw was raw talent. I'm looking at what I saw on Friday and I'm thinking about what that's going to be in three years, four years, five years. And I'm looking at a star. That's how I look at people. I'm not going to look at him and say, you know, put the titles on him. I'm going to look at him and say, after a few years of seasoning, they got another star. Yeah, you know, you know, you, you know what people were complaining about, bro? They, they were like, oh, Hook looks, uh, he's too small. He looks like, uh, he, I don't know. I don't remember the terminology that people were using on social media that, you know, he looked like a child out there. I mean, he is a child. He's still fucking, 22. he's not, he's 22 years old. I mean, but and if you're talking about, yeah, he is. And he could probably he kick like these people. Sim he could probably Ballard, kick dude. these fucking people's asses any day of the week. But um, you know, he's 22 years old, and he is on his way to being that good. Like Jesse said, in three or four years. And I said this on social media last week when I talked about it. You know, we, we may be looking at the fifth pillar, bro. Yeah. You know, this is too small. The guy is ripped to she. He's ripped like fucking Finn Balor. Yeah. Look, I mean, the guy looks fucking great. 22. All he, he at 22 years old. With the raw talent that we saw on Friday, there is nothing to do for him. But I mean, the guy was trending over the fucking show last week. So, I mean, if that is any indication about what's going on here, I mean, AEW is on the verge of something pretty decent if they fucking take care of it and and mold it over the next several years. Yeah, yeah, it's it. That was it, it was an enlightening debut, especially when you're coming from a time where we get debuts guys who just can't go or disappoint you or it just didn't work. This was a fantastic debut. Loved it. And the kid didn't even say anything. Bro, exactly. I was, you literally took the words out of my mouth. He, uh, he didn't say anything and he had a stone cold face, bro, in character the whole fucking time. You know how long it takes people to fucking master knowing who you are out there. He knew who he was when he went out there and fucking walked up the ramp after he won and he didn't break a fucking, he didn't have any smile on his face whatsoever. Stone cold he was legitimately. And, and that, and what I see, what I saw right there, that is the Taz training I saw right there. Yeah. You know, from, from apparently he, I mean, I'm sure, it's, you know, he he learned some some moves, a lot of moves from his father, but the Nightmare family training him, I'm sure Taz was the one taking care of his his aura, his ambiance, how he presents himself, what he does, his mannerism. Because that's, that's all Taz. Taz is a stone cold killer when he came to the fucking well, That's a bad, you know, I grew up with ECW, bro. Taz. I loved everything about Taz. Everybody shit on him for being too small. I don't give a fuck what you said about Taz, man. That guy, no matter how short he was, says the fucking geeks online, that guy could rip your fucking trachea out and fucking drink your blood right there while you're fucking just withering away, dying. He didn't give a shit, man. That's what I loved about fucking Taz. He didn't give a shit about anybody. You know, he beat beat the fucking living shit out of you and smile while doing it. Yeah. Fuck that. And you can, you can see that he comes out, doesn't give two shits, doesn't give a shit about Fuego. And that's another thing too. Um, I, I tweeted that out. Fuego does so 
that was a big spot for him. Taz and Tony Khan entrusted him and and getting that boy over, and he did just that. I mean, he he sold for him. He made him look like a million bucks. I mean, he. I mean, this is what Fuego does, man. I mean, it, it, he's underrated in that regard. He's a he's a name in re, in the sense of. So he didn't put him out there with some random no name job. Put him out with a guy that works for the company and has a name behind him. Fuego has a little bit of a following, so Fuego went out there and and did everything they wanted him to do. I mean, this guy is trending and number one. Shit, none of that is Fuego's work. So hats off to him, man. Very much looking forward to seeing more more of Hook. I found that to be quite the stat. Uh, and it, it just goes to show you how loyal AEW fans are, man. The shirt isn't even anything all that impressive. It just has his fucking name on it. It's a white yeah. T-shirt with his fucking, this is hook on it. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, Eddie Kingston addressed Daniel Garcia and 2.0 in the following segment. Vignette said he was tired of them, challenged them to a five-on-five tag team match. He's teaming up with Santana Ortiz and the Lucha Brothers. Uh-oh. Versus oh 2.0, Garcia and whomever they would like to tag with. So it's two open fields there for Team 2.0. We got a lot of 10-man tags on Rampage coming up. So it's going to be a very tag team heavy Rampage on Friday night. We got MJF. He walked out to the ring with a microphone in hand. And like Jesse said to me via text, this is uh, a complete difference from what we got in Long Island. They were chanting, shut the fuck up within (laughs) two minutes. Meanwhile, last week, this guy was all smiles and Want to give out handshakes and fucking hugs to the old ladies. No. Kissing babies. No, we're, we're, we're right back to where we need to be. MJF, the most hated fucking man in the business. This guy has a three-peat fucking shirt printed up already. Ridiculous. He I mean, has a three-peat ring shirt. It's fucking ridiculous, man. It's like a Bulls championship t-shirt. It's a three-peat on it. Listen, there, there was, there was, of course, of course it looks like that. Um, there was a news article that was actually very laughable today. And after this promo that MJF cut tonight, and I'll get into what he said, I can never, ever, 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 ever seeing him jump ship to another promotion. If there's one guy in all of AEW that's a lifer, and rightfully so, it's MJF. Jesse, WWE apparently is very interested in signing MJF. Now, not happening, bro. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're, yeah, they're they're interested. They're very interested in signing MJF. But AEW's not competition, though, right? Give me a break. MJF talked about a bidding war. He's mentioned this a couple times when his AEW contract expires in 2024. And Andrew Zarian on the Observer website on their YouTube page with their show, We're Live Pal, said that executives at Fox and USA Network have taken notice of MJF, especially during his promo segments with CM Punk. Zarian said he was asked if MJF's deal is really up in 2024 and that someone at one of the TV networks said, and I quote, I actually stopped what I was doing and listened to him. I don't think I've done that with pro wrestling in a very long time. End quote. Zarian said that a WWE source told him that similar conversations about MJF have occurred within the company, especially because they are focusing on new stars that can carry the company for for years to come. The WWE source told Zarian, and I quote, he has everything we would want. It really depends on if he could be that same person on WWE TV, end quote. And there's the reason why he's not going 
to WWE. Fox and USA Network can fucking wish upon a magic lantern and you're never getting MJF. If anything, MJF's going to use them to get more money out of Tony Khan, but his loyalty is with Tony Khan. And Jesse, if he goes to WWE TV, what he said tonight is just not even the tip of the iceberg. He would never be able to be the MJF we saw tonight on WWE television. No, and I don't know what they're smoking, dude. I have no idea, but why would they think that someone with a future as big as MJF would want to drop that and go over to WWE where they fire more stars than they make? (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. They want MJF. Guess what? They had MJF. Yes, they did. MJF actually put in a submission for, for uh, what was that show? Uh, Breaking Ground or Tough Enough? Didn't they do yeah. a Tough Enough thing? They passed on him. Passed on him. They had him in the company getting beat up by Samoa Joe. Or just, yeah. you know, just, just, just fucking facepalm by Joe. Yeah, they made him into a bodyguard or a fucking security officer backstage. They were too lazy to develop him and let him grow into what he is today. So now they want him. Well, tough shit. Yeah, now they, they, he's with a company that respects him now. Yeah, they want, they want the second-rate Miz, right? Yeah. Right. I guess they're looking when the Miz retires that they need to replace uh, Miz with second-rate Miz. And that's what I'm thinking they would do. He would be the new Miz. Fuck out of here. If MJF can't speak the way he speaks on AEW television, I don't want MJF on my fucking television. It's not MJF anymore. No. So that shave his head, change his gimmick. You want to take away his take away his F? He's just MJ? Yeah. You want to shorten his fucking name? What do you want to do? What a you ridiculous mean, fucking story, man. Fox and USA Network and wish upon a fucking shooting star. Never happening. And WWE sources, like Jesse said, so what, what, what the fuck are they smoking? How many fucking talent, how many future of the company did you have walked through that fucking door and, like he said, fired? Now you All want MJF? All of them. Wasn't Britt Baker in WWE too? Fuck yeah, Britt Baker was in WWE. She's getting squashed by, by uh, Nia Jax. Yep. Now they want her too, from what I heard a while ago. Of back. course they I mean, do. They, because AEW's oh. creating stars and WWE is burying them. Yeah. Oh, we could really bury that one quick. And I could only, I could see MJF, right? How about this? Think about this for a fucking second. If MJF goes to WWE, is someone going to write his fucking promos? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. man. That's another thing. Yeah, Get Vince loves to micromanage everything. And Bruce Pritchard loves to fucking micromanage everything like Vince McMahon because he can't fucking think for himself. MJF's going to be a scripted promo? Yeah, scripted. Gotta change the name. Can't be Jacob. Can't be Jacob Freeman because Glenn Jacobs, Jacobs, in the, yeah. Jacobs was here. Kane was here. Can't be. They'll fuck him, JF, MJF up. Yeah. AEW's not competition, though. No. Anyway, MJF walked out with a microphone in hand. He called this place, Texas, a dump. Fans chanted, You suck. MJF said, Hey, Texas, your daughter swallows. Yeah, I'm sure this is going to be great for Fox, right? I'm sure he'll be able to get away with that on Fox. Hey, Roman said missionary. Uh, well, yeah, and then they took it out of the YouTube clip, didn't they? Yeah, they, they took it away. Yeah, they did. He said maybe they'd love him if he was more like them, anti-education and pro-incest. Yeah, this is going to sound great on USA Network, though, right? Sure thing. He told them to keep their redneck mouths shut while he holds the microphone. He then addressed CM Punk. He said Punk accused him of going after low-hanging fruit. But Punk could only come up with digs at the local sports teams for 10 straight minutes. So high browsy, I don't know how you think about this stuff. MJF says he didn't realize that 
having a winning streak in underwhelming matches against underwhelming opponents made him a world title contender. I thought that just made you the new Ryback, he says. Oh, my goodness. And now Ryback is trending now. Yes, of course. And now Ryback's going to put more polls on social media asking if he should come back to pro wrestling because he was mentioned on Dynamite. Walk out of here, dude. He says he's just not going. What, what happened? Just MJF or Punk just <laughs> mentioning your name gets you trending worldwide. Yeah. Watch WWE bring Ryback back now on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Oh, Ryback is popular. Yeah, yeah good. Take Ryback. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bruce, go get Ryback. <laughs> Perfect. He says he's not going to stand there like Punk does and pretend he cares about the younger talent. He said he was born in 1996. I'm the only top talent that's young that matters. And he said he's about to be a three-time Dynamite Diamond Ring champion. He said Dante has the charisma and verbal ability of Helen Keller on Qualudes. Is that what he said? Qualudes. Qualudes. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to go well on Fox as well too, right? But he can beat him with a headlock takeover. Shivani says he's a pimple on the ass of professional wrestling. Had to throw that in there. Anyway, we got um, so good. <laughs> MJF versus Dante Martin. This was the main event for this evening. Um, the match was fine. Very good main event between uh, two bright young stars in AEW. MJF had a side headlock takeover right away for a near fall. So we went right for the side headlock into the pin, trying to beat Dante Martin quickly with it. Dante then uh, used his quickness with MJF and hit a wild rolling 450 knee drop. He wanted to do a springboard, but MJF rolled to the floor, avoided a dive. MJF then tried to catch Dante upon coming back into the ring, but Dante had that scouted. He went for a double springboard moonsault, but MJF counted it, sent Dante all the way into the barricade on the floor. We go to commercial break, and MJF was in control. Dante turned a powerbomb attempt. After we get back from commercial break into a victory roll for two, MJF then hit the power bomb and stacked Dante up using the ropes as leverage. But the referee saw the illegal uh, pin here and stopped the count. Dante was then placed on the top rope. He came back with a missile drop kick, started his babyface comeback. He backflipped to avoid a tackle and then hit a crazy dive on MJF to the floor, followed by uh, another crazy Tope Conhiro. Over the top turnbuckle, followed by uh, another dive over the top rope. Then he hit this ridiculous shooting star press springboard on MJF out to the floor. Uh, just an incredible sequence. Dante's got some incredible sequences with uh, his high-flying moves. And, and the funny thing is, Jesse, when he does these spots back-to-back-to-back to back to back with all these ridiculous, you know, uh, uh, moonsaults and dives and springboards and shooting stars, he does it so fluidly, man. He hardly ever has a misstep with these things. He really is, uh, I don't want to say he's on the level of Ray Phoenix, but he's just fucking breathtaking when he does it. Nobody's on the level of uh, Nobody, I know. <laughs> but um, it, it was just an incredible sequence. Then we get back in the ring. Dante was uh, bringing the fight to MJF, raining down strikes in the corner before rolling MJF up multiple times for a couple of near falls. MJF surprised Dante out of nowhere with a side headlock takeover. He went right back to that. They traded more cradles. Dante hit a side headlock takeover of his own for a near fall. MJF powered out. Hit a beautiful Liger bomb for another near fall. Dante hit his double springboard moonsault, but Ricky Starks ran down to break up the pin. MJF then locked on the salt of the earth to win the match. Submit Dante Martin and win the Dynamite Diamond Ring for a third time. After the match, FTR came out to celebrate with MJF. Lights went out. 
and Sting and Darby Allen showed up. They brawled MJF, um, obviously with FTR, took over with the numbers advantage. Out comes CM Punk. Punk ran out with Sting's baseball bat, and they ran off the pinnacle. And before the show ended, we got the announcement of a six-man tag. CM Punk, Sting, and Darby Allen versus MJF and FTR next week in the main event of the Holiday Bash episode of Dynamite. Should be a great six-man tag. And that's the way Dynamite went off the air. Right outcome, Jesse. Not really surprising with uh, MJF becoming a three-time winner. And I like the slow build that we're getting towards Punk and MJF. Probably going to happen at Revolution. But uh, if you're going to throw in these types of matches in between, man, I got no complaints at all. Yeah, no, that was it was fucking great. I like the matchup because um, either one of these guys is a believable winner. We know how high they are on Dante Martin. Yeah. So um, him winning that title would not have been too much of a surprise to anybody. But at the end of the day, yeah, it needs to be uh, MJF. And that was your Winter is Coming complete breakdown, guys. I appreciate you all joining us this evening. And we are going to go over your Super Chats in just a second. So if you guys want to get them on in, you guys can still get them on in. We're going to read through them all. Also, tip your bartender. Because Issa clearly needs some fucking clothes. <clears throat> why why don't you shut your mouth, okay? No, fuck that. She can't be fucking posting naked pictures on the. Why do you think media. she's hired, bro? Okay, you think point. I hire unattractive women to be here? Wait, first off, I hired her for her skills and her brain. I hired her because she makes a good sex on the beach. Oh, come on, man. That see, this is why you get banned. Uh, nobody's banning me, bro. I ain't going nowhere. Anyway, listen, we got a couple of bombs in the Super Chat. Get them on in. We're going to hang out right now, man. Have some cold beverages. Hit that thumbs up. We're over 1,000. Great. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it, even though I'm under the weather for the last 48 hours. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. It'll make me feel better. Let's try for 1250 on the likes for tonight's AEW Winter is Coming post show. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. I'm JD from NY on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, not YouTube, uh, Instagram. JD from NY206. Go follow Jesse on Twitter if you guys want to. You see his at right there on the screen. Make sure you guys also go hit that subscribe button and continue to join and become VIPs here on Off The Script. Let's start at the top. We got Jake Coyle with a $10 UK Super Chat. Monday Night Raw made JD sick, but AEW Dynamite is the cure. Normally it is, man. Also, a hot, a hot cup of tea, some sleep, and uh, yeah, no Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw, I think, really uh, put me into uh, a really, really sickly state, to be quite honest with you. We got uh, Ryan Heisler with two one ninety nine Super Chats. Just received Magic Spoon. Thanks for the code, man funny i am not even uh, sponsored by them anymore and the code still works it's great enjoy your cereal ryan ryan it's really good stuff uh nobody does it better i'll take a pb whiskey yeah just go ask isa she's pouring the peanut butter whiskey all night with clothes on with clothes on hopefully with clothes on yes yes but i don't think anybody would complain if there was uh less clothing right Probably not. Okay. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Awesome match with Paige and Brian. Rematch at Battle of the Belts. 
Possibly. Or maybe Revolution. We don't know. But uh, a battle of belts is going to be two hours. You want your major championship, your number one championship on the show being defended. So I could absolutely see it. Stick World Mayor with two $2 Super Chats. Working five hours, so can't stay. Love to the VIPs. Almost forgot to say, suck it, geeks. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Stick World Mayor. I appreciate you, bro. As always. Dwayne Jackson with a $20 Super Chat. I was disappointed with a little... I was disappointed a little with no surprises. I thought the Briscoes were going to show up, but Dynamite was good, not great. Tell Jesse that Thunder Rosa is waiting for him. Tacos, ladders, and concussions match coming up. Thunder Rosa may be the one cutting Jesse's power. He just doesn't realize it yet. Maybe, but Thunder Rosa don't want none, man. Oh, she wants some, bro. She don't want none, bro. And then she's going to feast on some yummy tacos, too. I watched a new taco vlog. It was a hard watch. Uh, Why? Huge language barrier. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, that's what happens, bro. Yeah. Huge She's a new YouTube content creator. She'll get the hang of it. No, not her. It's her guest. Ah, well, never mind. Yeah, it's not her. You mean you're talking about her? Dr. Rosa speaks perfect. Listen, I didn't watch this week's episode, bro. Okay? I'm sorry. Oh, I know you're up on every move she's making, man. I know you're scared. Okay. Hey, look, I don't think you're going to watch this week's because she's watching it. She's eating tacos with Joshi's. I thought it was Nyla Rose. No, not Nyla yet. Oh. Nyla must be the next one. Oh. Why would Nyla Rose have a fucking language barrier? I don't know, man. Maybe she has a guest there besides Nyla Rose. I don't fucking know. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. JD and Jesse, Paige and Brian tore it up. But I was hoping for big surprises unless it was Under the Mask with Black. What's your take? Tony, Under the Mask was Brody King from Ring of Honor. He's coming in, officially signed with AEW. Susan D'Ambrosio with a five-dollar super chat. What's up, JD and Jesse? The opening match of Adam Page and Brian Danielson was so mind-blowingly awesome. Can't wait for the rematch from these two. Same here, Susan. We cannot wait. Hologram with a $5 super chat. Kevin Stee, dot, dot, dot. I mean, Kevin Owens. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my goodness, man. Titus Catering must be the Garden of Eden. Seriously, what a buffoon. OTS for life. What a buffoon, bro. Listen, man, you know, it's, it's that good from what I hear, bro. Titus Catering is delicious, man. That could have been the deal breaker right there. Man, how are you going to turn down Titus Weekly Catering? Someone's nose. Hopefully he doesn't find himself there too much. He was smart. He knows his value, guys. Just for this one, for this one, let's wait it out and see. He's been to the top. He's the you know, he's been universal champion. Champion all around. They they've they've used him at the top. Let's see if they keep him at the top. Let's see. Alexis Narar Anjo. With a $5 super chat, winter is coming. Looks like she was faking it. I don't know I what that, that means was, or what I, you're implying, but... Uh, I thought that was the comment of the night. Really? <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty damn good. <laughs> All right, Jesse says you got comment of the night so far, Alexis. I pop, pop, pop for that one. Everybody thought winter was coming. Turns out she's kind of faked it, really. <laughs> 
Uh, we got Robert Hall, 11-month VIP. Thank you, Robert Hall. Feed me right back, LOL. Freebird, five-month VIP. Great show. We got an Ironman match for free. Yes, it was an incredible match. Possible match of the year right there. Jen House, VIP for two months. She says OTS for life. Running the Ropes Wrestling Podcast becomes a new member. Bro, what are you drinking tonight, man? East is serving it up behind the bar. She'll take a sex on the beach, though, if you want a tip. Spirit of the Wolf with a five-dollar super chat. Hey, King, you dropped this crown. Thank you, bro. Maybe I should go buy myself a fake crown. It'll look better than Xavier's. Tenario, 128, $10 super chat. What's going on, JD? Found more AEW figures at my local Walmart. Just added the Lucha Brothers to my collection. Man, I haven't seen an AEW figure in any Walmart since they fucking came out. The only ones I have, I have two AEW figures, and they're on my shelf right here. I got MJF and John Moxley. That's all I got. And they were given to me as gifts. I saw some in, uh, in GameStop today. I saw, um, let's see, I saw Britt Baker. Um, I saw Dustin. Somebody else too. I saw three. I saw three. I forget who the third one. Yeah, I saw some in GameStop today. They sell them in GameStop? Yeah, yeah. I saw them in GameStop. I haven't walked into a GameStop in a couple of years, man. Yeah, I don't know if they. I did today. I went. I was um, cleaning out um, our storage area, and we found a whole shit ton of um, Nintendo Wii games and shit. And he was about to throw them all away. I mean, I'm talking about the original Wii game. And I'm about to throw them away. It took him to GameStop and I got over $100 for it. Interesting. Maybe I should walk into GameStop, man. Maybe I'll find something that I don't have yet. I always got something that I always walk out with. It's interesting. They got a lot of PC accessories now. I mean, accessories for all platforms, obviously. And they got other little nicknames. Somebody says you can find them at Target, too. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're all around. I honestly think people at those big chain stores, they fucking hoard them and take them home and buy them themselves and then sell them online. Of course they, when they come off the truck, you, I mean, seriously, I mean, they don't take the whole shipments, but yeah, a couple of fans, when they, when they come off the truck, you put them to the side and buy them first, but they yeah. don't take them all. DV Acme with a two-month membership. Thank you so much, brother. TK said surprises would happen after winter is coming to temper expectations. A debut would happen tonight. Not his fault. People played themselves expecting one. Bro, I wasn't. I wasn't really expecting anything, really, man. Yeah, if, I didn't. If, I also did not expect a fucking sixty-minute match between uh, Paige and Danielson either. Yeah, we didn't expect that. I mean, we 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 just knew about the the last winter is coming. We get a big Sting debut, and we know Tony Khan's all about tradition. So, and since we got all these free agents and everything, I figured that this winter is coming be the perfect time to debut another star. It didn't happen. We hoped it did. You know, no hard feelings. This is not the, uh, you know, the Christian Cage thing all over again. Nothing like that. You know, but it's all good. We'll get the new guys. We know they're coming. Dan Trower at 2507 becomes a new member in the venue. Thank you so much, brother. What are you drinking tonight? He's just serving it up behind the bar, man. Go up there before uh, it gets too crowded. Eric Barron Jr., thank you again for the $100 super chat, man. Very, very generous of you. 
He said, once again, been listening to you guys for years. You do great work, especially with Jesse on Wednesdays. Loved that match and the ending because exactly what you said. Both looking strong in the end. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you, Eric Barron, man. We appreciate you. ECW Hardcore 07 with a $5 Super Jack. Give me Danielson versus Page versus Kenny at Revolution. If Kenny is healthy, OTS for life. Um, i seen some people mention that on Twitter. ECW, um, Kenny is not coming back and going for the world title. I think he's going to have bigger plans and story in place when the elite kind of has internal problems. And I, I think by that time, MJF is going to be world champion. So They got to take care of house business for Kenny back. Yeah. J-Ray with a five-dollar super chat. Hangman versus Danielson was fire. The finish was great. It keeps both guys strong for the geeks on Twitter. AW does long-term booking. This is not WWE. You called it, J-Ray. The geeks don't know any better. DV Acme with a five-dollar super chat. A draw happens in combat sports like boxing or MMA, and the rematch is guaranteed. Precisely cause it still is not proven who the better man is. Yes, I don't mind a draw, man. As long as you don't overdo it. And then this sets up this sets up for Paige to beat Brian, and Brian will suffer nothing by losing. Because look at what he did tonight. Everything is gonna matter when he loses that match. It's not gonna harm him in any way when he loses to Paige. Yeah, and let's just clarify this for, for the for the, the clip happy junkies out there, man. The draw is okay once in a while. Nobody is sitting here saying that we wanna see a whole bunch of draws, and if AEW does draws is okay, and if w- not, no one is saying any of that shit. We're just saying that five draws over two and a half years, no fucking big deal. No big deal whatsoever. Issa in the chat says she, she just hit 15,000 subscribers on Twitter. Oh, no, uh, on YouTube. There we go. Congrats. There you go. There That's you go. fucking awesome. That's awesome. Here's to the next 15,000. Jesus with a 9.99 super chat. Felt like a pay-per-view with that open. Yes, it absolutely felt like a pay-per-view. Everything about that match felt like a pay-per-view main event. Crowd was into it for all 60 minutes. They they were all standing up at one point. What an awesome show. TK swerved us by expecting a debut tonight. Can't wait for what's to come in AEW. We got a great show tonight, man. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Carmella Diaz. Thank you once again for the 99.99 super chat. Why is Al Snow saying AEW ruined Brian Danielson? Because Al Snow needed more head, apparently. Go clip it and send it to him. Good. Jay Ray with a $10 super chat. Kevin Owens resigning with WWE is highly disappointing. I really wanted to see him in AEW. I think he would have been great, but I always respect the man doing what's best for his family financially. Listen, man, there's always that... There's always that disappointed side, that fan side, where we want to see somebody go somewhere else because we know exactly what's to come or how he's been treated in WWE. But if he made his decision for his family and he wants to stay another couple years and really make those big bucks to support his family financially and then end his career with his friends, who's to say anything? He's going to do what he wants, what what he thinks is best. And this is not the end. AEW isn't going anywhere. If Kevin Owens wants to go to AEW, he can certainly go to AEW whenever he ends his WWE run. Tony Khan's got so many options out there that Kevin Owens may have gotten lost in the shuffle. Really? It's possible. You got a Keith Lee out there. You got uh, Adam Cole there. Johnny Gargano's out there, right? 
Who's to say he doesn't bring in Cross? There's so many guys. Like, you can't put everybody on TV. We're getting to a point where AEW may, may need three weekly shows. It's ridiculous. They need more shows. They have an abundance of talent, and they can fill all these shows. Think about all the people we have not seen this week. We didn't see. We had a one-hour Iron Man match. Yeah. That's a lot of talent that did not get on the show. I don't mind that either. I don't want everybody to be no. featured every week. Not every week, no. Bucks, Adam Cole, Jurassic Express, you know, I mean, Andrade. What the fuck are all these guys? I don't. They'll be, they'll be waiting for us next week. And look at how AW handles it. I mean, they 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 did vignettes for uh, the Bucks and the Super Collect, right? They did yep. vignettes for Black and debuted Brody King. We got um, an Eddie Kingston promo. I mean, they still feature some of their top tier talent on the show. They don't need to wrestle every week, but you know who they are. They're there. They're featured in some way. Awesome. Jay Wright, thank you for the $10, man. Golden Boy with a $10 Super Jet. People complaining about the finish are blind. It's a long-term booking. Best decision by far. I mean, you are the same people that cheered that Bel Air lost in seconds. JD and Jesse, who better? Send hookers. Hook, bro. Those fucking hookers, man. You guys are crazy. Jay Ray, again, what? I'm sorry, Jesse. Somebody asked me about Johnny Gargano's comments. Um, he said that Io Shirai was one of the, if not the best wrestler in the world. He was asking me about his comments. What are you asking me? I have to take no fucking lies here, bro. I mean, if Johnny Gargano is saying it, and he's one of the best wrestlers <laughs> on the planet, then you probably know it's factually correct. Hey, I mean, Io has always been amazing. Yeah, she's too good for WWE. But Johnny Gargano also mentioned that he loved to wrestle Kenny Omega. And the fact that he started a Twitch channel and a YouTube yeah. channel and opened up his pro wrestling tee shop with designs that have already looked like they've been in, in the works for, for weeks now. You, you kind of know where he's going. Yeah, he might be in that box. Yeah. Jay Ray, thank you so much, man. Um, or right, Golden Boy, thank you so much, bro. Jay Ray with another five dollars super chat. I really hated for everyone to be disappointed, but I told you guys that Wyndham wasn't debuting at Winter. Winter is coming. He will debut at Revolution. Okay, anything else you want to tell us so we know? Just, just tell us everything. Yeah, man. I just, you, uh, just you know it all. Spoil it all, bro. You know everything. As long as Wyndham is happy and healthy, man. I don't give a fuck when he shows up. Okay, easy. Happy, get your ass. Be happy in AEW. That's what I would. Yeah. Zach JD with a 4.99 super chat. Anyone else ready to watch AEW show? WWE had to write a watchable holiday show. JD and Jesse, what do you see Wyndham doing first? Again, Zach, we, we we don't care as long as he ends up in all elite wrestling. We don't know what kind of gimmick he plans on showing up here. We have none. This is this is one of the best creative minds in pro wrestling. Probably of all time. So we could be trying to fantasy book him into doing this, and then he could show up with a whole new gimmick that that yep. changed all of our minds. So let's see what shows up when we get him. Jay Ray with the five dollars super chat. I just got a lot of heat online for saying AW is professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. I mean, well, I mean, who? Uh, who did you upset? Bruce Pritchard? <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> Half of the people that you argue with online have the IQ of a fucking empty soda can. So, I mean, why are you arguing with ir- irrelevant people? What did you say that was factually incorrect? AEW is professional wrestling and WWE is not. 
WWE is now the alternative to professional wrestling. They'd be the first to admit this. So I don't know who's arguing with you about it. What did you say? They'd be the first to admit it. They'd be the first to... WWE yeah. would be the first to admit that they're not pro wrestling, they're sports entertainment. Yeah. Carmella Diaz again with the 99.99 Super Chat. Thank you. It's Carmella again, she says. But do you see Bray Wyatt debuting with Buff Bagwell on Rampage? No. I don't know who. I don't know where you got Buck Bagwell with Bray Wyatt. Uh, Listen, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. What the hell? Carmella, I uh, I appreciate your generosity. I do. I love having you in the venue. Hopefully, you're having a good time. It's a great atmosphere in the venue. We got games, we got drinks, we got uh, Issa behind the bar, right? No, no more drinks for you. Your booking is getting kind of I'm going to have to throw on some red skies, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Heidi Hoffman, 499 Super Chat. Thank you, Heidi. Then she gives another 4999 Super Chat. Iron Man match is going to a draw are as rare as you can get and saved for the best of the best. The match was epic. Why are people complaining? I don't get it. Heidi, you are absolutely correct. I deem you comment of the night. You got 60 minutes between two of the best in the world, and people, the first thing that they want to do is fucking complain. It's unbelievable, man. I didn't see anybody complaining that Big E lost. Seth Rollins lost, and Kevin Owens all lost to get Bobby Lashley in the WWE title match at day one. People have to watch the show to complain. How about Damian Priest losing as United States champion on Monday Night Raw? Nobody said anything about that, right? I know Issa did. I didn't even know he lost. Yeah, he was in a tag team match with Finn Balor. Oh, that's right. And Balor was. got pinned. What about Rhea Ripley losing in 46 seconds? Did anybody complain about that? Didn't Balor get pinned by Dolph Ziggler? Yes. What the fuck? Yes. So stop oh. your fucking bitching and moaning. God. Why do I even try anymore to give you guys the fucking logic behind things, man? Seriously. You're going to be that fucking dumb. Nobody can help you. Heidi, thank you so much. Jay Ray with a final super chat. JD and Jesse, you guys can only protect one moment. The other is erased from history forever. Austin 316 being born or the NWO being formed? Austin 316. I would probably go with that as well. Oh, well, everybody, you're, 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 you're protecting that, right? Everybody in the NWO. When it formed, they already had major highlights in their career. Yeah. They already had a chance to get over, and, and most of them did get NWO. Fuck, we know that. I'm not saying it was weak, but without Austin 316, he never would have got over. We never would have had anything stone cold. So. I agree. I'm erasing the NWO. I'm keeping yeah. Austin 316. Frank Sand with a Canadian $2 Super Jack. Do you know the way? I don't know the way. What is that? That a Gargano, uh, 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 Candace thing? No, he says, duh, D-A, way, W-A-E. Is this some new rap album I should listen to? Or some new rapper or something? I don't know. The way? No. Not that I know of, no. I don't know. Thank you, Frank San. What are they doing up in Canada, bro? You all right? Bradley Robinette with a 199 Super Jet. Vince ends more careers than COVID sign on AEW. Yes, that was the real winner during that championship match. Love that sign. Michael McFarlane with a 199 Super Jet. I think Wyndham makes sense for the House of Black. No, he does not. No, he does not. It makes zero sense. 
The Undertaker with a $2 Super Chat. Proud of Malachi for starting his own ministry. Yeah, 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 that basically. Kind of, yeah. That, and you know what? That's a good way to think about it if you're trying to book that faction. Undertaker, just, I mean, you, you get a bunch of guys who are not great in the mic, but, you know, can do it in the ring. That wasn't quite the deal for the ministry, but whatever. But yeah, you don't want a, you don't want a personality like Wyndham. You don't want him, you don't want Wyndham confined into one group and he's not even the leader of. That's not going to fucking work. Well, hopefully we see uh, Malachi crucify Julia Hart on AEW Dynamite. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah. The sacrificer. Salrex just texted me, The Way is a old meme about African Knuckles from Sonic. What the fuck is I have African no idea, knuckles? bro. Sonic characters? I'm looking at it now. Yeah. And I still don't know what the fuck this I, is. I've never seen know. this meme before. Ever. Maybe, maybe I'm old. I don't know. I know Sonic. I know Knuckles. I don't know this meme. Jedi Joker ninety three with a five dollar super jet. Since I'm sending you a five dollar super jet, does that make me a five dollar hooker? Hashtag sending hook. Good point. Uh listen, man. You can be uh, you can be whatever you want, man. Five dollar hooker, twenty dollar hooker, a one ninety nine hooker. It doesn't matter to me. Everybody, everybody in the everybody in the venue is a hooker, bro. So did he bring hook out with a stable of women? No. <laughs> we don't want to make him into the Godfather. It can be his hookers, bro. I know. Well, <laughs> I don't think Taz would allow that. The Lord of Hats. What is this? My second account. Five dollar super chat. Fifth pillar. Come on. AEW has more pillars than the. The Parthi Parthenon. I don't. I don't know, bro. Par- Parthenon. I don't know. They do have a lot. Of, they do have a lot of potential pillars. I, I get what he's saying. Um, but someone with as much potential and and youth as Hook is the reason he's put in that pillar discussion. That's why. I mean, he's very young, very raw. And he's going to be there for life, you know, barring something major go, go wrong. So I see him as a pillar. As well. I, I see Britt Baker as a pillar. As well. I, I do I, see I do Britt Baker as a pillar. I think, I think there's six fucking pillars right now. And you Heidi Hoffman with a 499 Super Chat. Roman, take notes on MJF and CM Punk, two top, he, top two heels in modern history. Who is? MJF and CM Punk. Punk is a heel now? I, I I don't think she means now, but I think overall, when he did no. play a heel, no, no, not no. Yet. I mean, and, and, it's not, not taking from his heel run, but not the best of all time. No. And listen, Roman's a good heel. It's just WWE's booking of Roman's title run has reached fucking selfish levels. That's all. That's all it is. They're not. It, it, they're not really it, it, sharing the wealth there. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched it consistently, but I know the fuse that he's in, and it just looks like they opponents. So they just stuck him with Brock. Marco Stunt and Joey Janela are pillars too. Crease, what the oh, fuck are you talking about, bro? Get the fuck. Jade Cargill is a fifth pillar. Jade Cargill could be a pillar, but she's nowhere near that right now. She's as stiff as a pillar in the ring. Yes. Yeah. Willie Martin with a five dollar super jet. Super Elite are down a man five to four to best friends. So Kyle evens things out. This may be the next stadium stampede match. 
Dude, I'm done. I'm done seeing stadium stampede matches. I think uh, that was done for pandemic specific only. Let's move yes. on. Yes, we don't need any more stadium stampedes. People are saying Punk was healed last week. Punk was not healed last week. Long Island was healed last week. Yes, Punk Long is not Island a heel. Was a- I don't know how you guys can think Punk is a heel. He had fucking people singing his theme music in like six seconds tonight. Yeah. No, no. AEW turned an entire city heel. They were heels. They were cheering MJF, dude. They were the heels. Punk still babysitting. Danny Leonard with a 249 in something currency. I don't know what this currency is. I don't know either. No love for Ricky Starks. What's the plan for him moving forward, guys? His reactions are gold, too. Uh, I don't know, man. Ricky Starks has all the potential in the world. I... I don't know. That's actually, that's actually a good question. Um, I think Ricky Starks just right now falls under that we don't have time for everybody at one time. Yeah. They are, they are featuring so many different feuds and guys right now. But Starks is still on TV. He just He's doing stuff. Meaning he's doing meaningful things. He just... But um, Starks is going to be in for a big future as well. Look, all these people cannot be stars at one time. This is a good problem to have for and listen, if if Hook is going to bring more notoriety to Team Taz, it may actually end up working out for Ricky Starks. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because the 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 end game there could be Hook versus Ricky Starks. Yeah. So that and that's a promising fucking feud right there. Coiled Phoenix with a fifty dollars super chat. I was a little disappointed when I saw Brody King with Malachi Black because I honestly thought Buddy Murphy was going to debut. Hopefully somewhere down the road, we will see Murphy join the House of Black and have them become the trio's champions. I don't mind that at all, man. Uh, Buddy Matthews now, his name is, uh, is absolutely fantastic, man. I had the honor and pleasure of calling his match with uh, Malachi at the House of Glory show on uh, on Saturday this past weekend. Just two just fucking great wrestlers, man. Really. Yeah, I can see Matthews in the House of Black. Me that too. Works for me too. Uh, I would, I, I would absolutely be all for that. He, he could be the muscle. He could be B- Buddy Matthews is so fucking underrated, man. So underappreciated. They, they did him so bad in WWE. If they give him a stage to do that in AEW, man, sky's the limit, fam. Yeah. Ryan Awesome with a four ninety nine super chat. Fun fact: Hook was in MJF's campaign when MJF feuded with Moxley. Oh, the, oh, I didn't really. That 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 little presidential thing he was doing was he in there? I gotta go back. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't realize that. Huh? Andy Malone with a five dollar super chat is amazing. The look on sometimes face when they enjoy what they watch versus the alternative. Love the show and Jesse, watch out for Thunder Rosa. Worried about Thunder fucking Rosa. All right. All right. Yes, man. It's like night and day watching this show of a Monday Night Raw. It really is. Wales with a $5 super chat. What was Tony Khan's big announcement tonight? Jesse, thank you for liking my tweet on Brandy's bank account tweet. Made my day. Love you. Stay safe. Ah, Brandy and her tweets. Uh, Listen. Jesse made this uh, or brought this to my attention. Brandy, uh, Brandy Rhodes uh, said something online in regards to someone calling her beautiful, but she's not a real good professional wrestler. And then she took it to the next level and did what everybody else does that 
is in the professional wrestling in- industry. They brag about their bank account because of who they are. And uh, this person meant no ill will. They were very respectful, and Brandy Rhodes just treated her like shit. She says, well, Melinda, my bank account sure thinks I am, so I'm going to take the cash over your tweet. No hard feelings? Question mark. I think something a lot of people are not realizing when all the people who are defending her in this is that Brandy Rhodes is the chief brand officer for all elite wrestling. She's, in essence, Stephanie McMahon. I mean, I get that she's also in-ring talent, not very great in-ring talent, but she is in-ring talent, but at the same time, she is a corporate officer. Jesse, I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if you watched her match with Angel, Angelica Risk, I think her name was. Was Brandy good? <laughs> no, man. Okay, there, there you go. Randy Rhodes is not a good professional wrestler, man. I'm sorry. She she is not. I mean, she is not. And I don't look, I don't know why or if she even got like offended by it, but just get better. I mean, you know, or don't respond to it at all. Or say, you know, hey, I'm working on it. What do you want me to do? The thing is, she she's an officer in a company. I mean, and she's disrespecting someone who spends their I mean who likely spends their hard earned money to for people like her to perform. So, take it on the chin. You're a public figure. Take it on the chin. Ignore it, or be a little bit more respectful about it. Rather than, hey, I got money. Well, you have money because people like us spend money on your company. Yeah. So don't be an asshole. You know? Yeah. Brandy went uh, and took the low road on that one. Uh, very disappointed to see that, but it is what it is. I don't think that's the proper behavior for uh, the chief brand officer for your women's division. But what the fuck do I know? And then people are saying, oh, well, she's a heel. No, that's Brandy. That's Brandy. That's Brandy in real life. That's Brandy Rhodes. That's not fucking yeah, character, Brandy Rhodes. Exactly. That's just Brandy right yeah. there. That's not a heel yeah. anything. Um, Wales. Uh, the big announcement tonight, I think, was uh, CM Punk wrestling next week and teaming up with Sting. I mean, I thought I thought Tony Khan was gonna have uh, an announcement about the Owen Hart Owen Hart tournament as well, but that did not happen. So. I'm with him. I'm not. I wasn't too clear on what the big announcement was either. They they they're, they're good for doing it. They'll say Tony Khan has an announcement, then they'll put it through commentators. No, I want to see Tony Khan come out and make a fucking announcement. Yeah. He did. Yeah, me too. You know. So. Uh, Joey Clemenza with a five dollar super chat. Another excellent OTS shade. Looking forward to more AEW and OTS in 2022. Get Jesse on Rose's taco vlog. Uh, Jesse wants to make his way out to uh, the East Coast, or if I'm in Chicago again. Uh, maybe she comes. We'll make a, we'll make a little uh, Walking Dead minor appearance, man. We'll be walking in the background, eating some tacos. Hey, yeah, I'll do it if you come with me. I don't, I don't feel safe. Or maybe maybe I could set something up where Jesse's eating Taco Bell, which is fake Mexican food, and Thunder Rosa can kick him in the midsection and DDT him right uh, there. Taco Bell is not even fake Mexican. No. Ultra. It's, not, it's just it's just American food. I don't, know, I don't know what the fuck it is, man. <laughs> I haven't had Taco Bell in fucking decades. Ultra Ego Gaming and Trash Talk. $2 Super Chat. Wyndham and the Briscoes debut as a faction. No. Stop trying to book Wyndham Rotunda, bro. Wyndham Rotunda is going to book Wyndham Rotunda, okay? Yeah, no idea what this guy has in mind. Let's see what he has in the mind. The Briscoes don't need anybody, man. They'll fucking eat your eyes and Brisco fucking spit fuck. in your face, man. They don't need anybody. You see their promo today? No, I did not. And they fucking got into the camera and told Tony Khan to send them a fucking jet. Said we'll clear huh. out, we'll clear out the field, we'll clear out the field so you can land that jet and come pick us up. Oh jeez. 
good. Gonna happen. Uh, Raging Girl Gamer with a 999 Super Chat. She just sends a emoji of a red glass of, uh, or a, a glass of red wine. Hey, hey, you should not be drinking. Uh, listen, uh, is, uh, does she need to be flagged at the bar? No? She have a wristband. See if her wristband. How many drinks has she been served so far? Six glasses of wine. All right, we gotta get her out of here. No one hurts. She's gonna be telling me fucking Titan is gonna be the next uh, AEW World Champion. Fuck out of here. Funny is Thunder Rosa mentioned Taco Bell in the last Taco Bell. Oh jeez, she doesn't eat Taco Bell. Fuck no, they kind of laughed at it. The Undertaker with a five dollar super chat. He says nothing. The Undertaker is not somebody that is very shy, so I will not say don't be shy. Marcus Gunn with a two dollar super chat. Winter is coming means this is Sting show. Yeah, Sting showed up again when the lights go out. Yeah. Michael Liege with a five dollar super chat. Guys, I saw Last Legend. Uh, last? No, it's Lash Legend. Lash Legends wrestle, and she is miles ahead of Jade in the ring. Very athletic and great ring presence. Where the fuck did you see her wrestle? Were you there live? Lash Legend is terrible. The gimmick sucks. So if she's be- if she's if she's good in the ring, I'll, I'll I'll wait and I'll be my own judge of that. I don't even know who she is. Uh, uh, keep it that way. DV Acme. No is. is she in NXT? Yeah. Okay, I, I I have no idea who she is. <laughs> I mean, why would you? <laughs> no DV Act, we find out Super Jet two Christmas themed shows next week. Debuts on those would be thematically perfect. AEW is giving us our presents for being on the nice list this year. There'll be Kyle O'Reilly debuting next week. Hollywood guy with a five dollar Super Jet. Do you think Pullman's hesitation is a sign that he will turn on Griff and go to the House of Black? Um, I don't think so. Griff Garrison by himself doesn't really sound good to me, bro. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't separate those two. Griff, Griff, and and um, Pillman have a little, got a little chemistry going. I wouldn't break yeah. up those two in, in any way. John Robel, twenty three, with a four ninety nine super chat, was there in the crowd. The atmosphere was insane. Love the podcast, JD. Thank you, John. AEW always has that great atmosphere, man. Glad you enjoyed yourself. Golden Boy with a five-dollar super chat. If you build it, they will come. Party on, guys! AW is the place to be. Enjoy, JD. Put it on a shirt. OTS is the best. Don't settle for less. Easily, he's to put on the fucking shirt. Hey, it's my fucking rules around here, bro. Shut your mouth. We're gonna get fucking popped for indecent exposure behind the fucking bar. Nobody shut me down, bro. Ham Sand two thousand. Uh, actually, no, it's Ham Sand two ten. I had two WWE Live tickets in my car. Someone broke in my car and left four more. <laughs> That's comment of the night right there, man. That's comment. Even the people robbing your car don't even want fucking WWE tickets, bro. It <laughs> left it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, somebody just mentioned Marina Shafir in the chat. That reminds me. Uh, I saw she posted something on Twitter. It looks like if I'm if I'm uh, translating this correctly, basically she did not get signed after her dark match. Why would she? She sucks. She was she was really bad, bro. She was really bad. 
and, I, and I'm and I'm just trying to be. I sat and paid attention to the fucking match, like full on, and it was not good. It was not good at all. She was in there with Chris Statlander, and Chris Statlander couldn't get anything accomplished with her. I mean, I mean, I don't know how your husband is Rod- Roderick Strong, and uh, you're not up to speed yet here. You know. Yeah. Plus, you trained at the Performance Center with Shawn Michaels and Matt Bloom and Sarah Amato and Triple H and William Regal. And and what happened? She wasn't even good there. She had an abundance of resources. Maybe she needs to find a new profession. She had resources and motivation. They they were in, I mean, WWE, you know, shit on them if you want, but they were highly motivated to get Jessica and Marina Chauffeur trained. They wanted to put them... But they just couldn't get there, bro. They are not good. And looking back in retrospect, I'm glad that feud never happened. Yeah. Shakoy with a two dollar super chat. Ugandan knuckles is a meme, Jesse. Go search it up. We did that already, bro. Yeah, still don't get it. MGM Bowling with a nine 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 super chat. What if Butcher Blade and Bunny join House of Black, leaving the Hardy family office? Of course, I could see that. I could see it happening, but I would like Butcher and Blade to leave HFO and just become a fucking tag team. Yeah. Them and Bunny. That's it. Derek Ingram. Two-month membership. Thank you, bro. Hope the $100 did you good. All my Super Chats and all my VIPs, Derek, do me good, bro. You signing up for two months and staying on for two months does me good. Appreciate you all. I appreciate you, Derek. Thank you so much, brother. Barry Goldwater with a $5 Super Chat. The reason why we care about the ratings so much... It's because if AEW keeps getting declining ratings, then TNT can pull the deal and cancel the show. Bro, AEW is not going nowhere. How many people? How many people are factoring DVR into that? You do. You do realize that with all the numbers that come out weekly, how many people watch AEW on DVR, and they go back and watch it, and the numbers over a million viewers every week. Does anybody report that? No. Watch. I watch Rampage on DVR every week. There you go. Unless it's a live show, uh, if it's a tape show, I watch it in the morning. Not be. I mean, look. If I was free to watch it, I would. But that's usually at night. I'm doing movie night or. I'm not going to start hanging out with them at 7 o'clock and then cut it off at 9. And that's the thing, bro. Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer have specifically mentioned this on their show that on the West Coast, until they go to TBS, Dynamite is airing in California on the West Coast, not at 8 o'clock like it usually was at a primetime slot. They're airing at 5 p.m. and people are still at work. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a... People are like, well, how come you don't mention the AEW ratings being down? Because there are legit reasons why they're down. Who gives a shit? TNT is happy. Why does anybody want to see them fail? I, I don't understand this. Two and a half years later, people, they're not going nowhere. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at a match poster card right now. A match poster card for what? Uh, for an indie show at MCW Arena, uh, the, what is it? December 30th, MCW Pro Wrestling. Uh, wait, I don't know where it is, but whatever. But at the very front and center of the card, I'm sending to you, is Brian Cage. It's good for him. He's finding work. Well, why is he looking for work? Although, how come he's not? I thought maybe he was out for injury. No, he's not hurt. He's just yanked off of fucking TV, bro. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe his wife got him in hot water. Who knows? It looks like it. He's taking bookings on the indie scene, and he's not being featured. Not even on Dark. He's not even on Dark. Oh, well. He'll learn. 
Barry Goldwater, thank you so much, bro. Noodles to goat with a ten dollar super jet. Yo, JD, we got a problem. I told Jesse light on the pineapple juice with my Malibu, and he used the whole can. Now I can't taste the boo. Can you have? Can I have Rosa's number so we can get this problem situated? LOL. Bro, Naked E says they're behind the bar. Yeah, noodles. I, I don't know about that, man. I don't know. I don't know who poured extra pineapple juice in your Malibu, bro. Maybe you gotta go take that up with Issa, bro. Maybe Issa made your drink for herself. I don't know. I don't know what's going. Oh, what's going on back there, people? Like seriously, I can't have unruly and unsatisfied customers. I got rage fucking being a raging alcoholic over there on the bar. Come on, come on. Start by putting some damn clothes on. Hey, it's my fucking rules around here, bro. She wants to wear no clothes. She can wear no clothes. Dude, right back and Virgil posed for a picture just now. Says a lot about Virgil. <laughs> True story. I would sign Virgil before. I <laughs> 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 I would. Says a lot about Virgil. <laughs> I would sign Virgil before right now. <laughs> Omega Kong with a $10 Super Jet. Real talk. Have we seen Taz's face light up with pride, choked up talking about his son Hook? He will do wonders in AW. OTS, the best. Stay clear of closing doors. Bing bong. Taz is awesome, man. I've always been a, a big Taz fan. Good for him. So happy for him. I, I, I could, uh, he's right. I could see the joy on that man's face. Wow. So happy. Golden Boy with a $10 Super Chat. Marcus Dunn versus Hornswoggle. Peter Dinklage, special guest referee. Won't be a long match like Paige versus Brian. Even though I love the decision, it will be a short one. Also, more guys rock on. Uh, I don't want Hornswoggle or Marco Stunt on my TV ever again. Uh, Issa says, I'm sending my bodyguard to take out Jesse for picking on my freedom to be naked. Bro, you don't want to know. You don't you, Listen, bro. You don't want to know who her bodyguard is, bro. Bro. Well, who? Her fucking or her pocket rat dog? No. Not worried about no, it. No, no, no. So you, missed, you missed her IG story, bro. Yeah, I did. I'm not, I don't do the gram. But no shoes, no shirt, no fucking service. Well, she may be talking about Roman. Not that Roman, but, uh, you know, oh. the, the furry one. Oh, God. Um, Golden Boy, thank you, bro. Barry Goldwater, another fight I'll see with you. I swear I can't take Adam Cole seriously when the young bucks kiss him. Enough of this. I won't say that last word because I don't want people to clip it and think I'm saying something that's uh, not really being said. Barry, get the fuck out of my chat, bro, okay? Adam Cole is going to be an AEW world champion. Patience, geek. Get him out of here. You be a little bit more secure about, about, your, about your own personal sexual. Get, get out of here. If Adam Cole wants to be fucking kissed on the cheeks by his best friends while he's engaged to uh, DMD, who the fuck you to tell Adam Cole to do anything, bro? Adam Cole wants to have random butt sex with the Bucks on live TV is fucking quite all right, man. Michael Liege with a $5 super chat. Go to 205 Live and watch the Lash Legend match. She was awesome, and I'm not on drugs. LOL. Yes, you are. You got to be on drugs to watch Lashing Out on NXT Tuesday night. Seriously. Say, say 205 Live? Yes. Apparently they, got, uh, apparently, they got women's wrestling on 205 Live now. Wait, they watch 205 Live and they want me to believe they're not a- Yeah, you guys you guys got something wrong with you, man. You guys are watching 205 Live? Come on. Didn't even know it was still on. When does it come on? I don't know. When is it taped? 
I don't know. I don't know. Is it taped at the Performance Center? I'm, I'm not even fucking. I'm not capping, bro. I thought it was done. I thought that show was canceled. It really should be. Anyway, guys, we're about to get out of here. Jesse has uh, Destiny things to take care of on his PS5. Apparently, he, st- girl, apparently he still needs his Gallahorn rocket launcher like a fucking noob. You gonna help me? I still need mine. Uh, how do we get it? For the, uh, but we need a third for the dungeon, man. You could, if you could find a third for the dungeon, we could do it. I almost soloed it today. You almost soloed the dungeon? Almost. Yeah, I had to stop going to my, my daughter's rehearsal. Oh, jeez. I, I wouldn't even attempt to solo dungeon, man. I, I, I was almost done. I was almost done, man. Issa, thank you for your work tonight. You did a great job. She didn't even do shit, but take her clothes off. Listen, you want to fight you, bro. I don't want to. I don't want to be you if you're getting on Issa and Thunder Rose's bad side, bro. You got two spicy Latinas here, bro. Don't fucking push your luck, okay? Rules are here for a reason, bro. Come on, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, guys, I will see you back on Friday. Hopefully, I am 100 better. You're sitting here for two and a half hours. Doesn't do uh, the vocal cords good after not feeling good. But I will see you guys on Friday live for SmackDown and Rampage. Should be a decent... 1,000 likes. 1,000 likes, yes. We got 1,164, guys. Can we get to 1,200? If you guys are in the chat still and have not hit the thumbs up, please do that. Thank you for all the super chats, guys. Thank you for all the love tonight. Appreciate you all. Thank you for the new memberships as well. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. And make sure you guys go follow us on social media. I'm JD from NY206. You see, uh, well, you actually don't because Jesse's in the uh, fucking trunk of the vehicle right now. Hurry up. The fucking cops are coming. Hurry up. Listen, Let's man, go. Listen, man, go. I'm doing the fucking speed limit, okay? It's raining we're outside, getting, man. We're getting pulled up, bro. I'm I don't have fucking all-wheel drive here, bro, okay? Floor it. Anyway, guys, I need two things from you right now. Number one, I need those guitar emojis. And my VIPs, I need those Mustang emojis in the chat. And then when that guitar solo from Pilot comes on, I need that music on max. I'll see you guys on Friday live on Off The Script for SmackDown and Rampage. I'll see you guys later. I'm running.